Hey, what is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Searchcast, season three, episode one, presented by Primo X Hockey, yeah. part of the Five in the Game Sports Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm Cat Hunter. And Cat, how is that new apartment treating you? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not in it, and there's just a bunch of boxes. So it's it's there. I'm just not in it. <laughs> how fun! Oh, but yes, yeah, welcome I'm officially there. a North Carolina resident again. There you go, and a full season ticket member too. So can't go wrong with that. Yo. But welcome everyone to another season of the Search Cast, officially season three. Cat's first premiere on a, on a on a new season. Me and Bailey second together, but oh my goodness! The, I have to say this though, Amanda or Shower Spray on Twitter. Thank you so much for the amazing new logo, all the graphics. Just I, absolutely nailed it. I melted seeing it. I was so excited to share it with you guys. This was like we we've had this in the works for a while. Yeah, it's and being able to kind of help like see the entire process through working with Amanda, kind of crafting this into our own kind of like I don't know, image of the surge cast has been so cool. So thank you again, Amanda, for the absolute stellar work on the logo. The I fact, hope you guys all enjoy it too. The fact that she reached out to she saw that we were like in a little like logo competition just for funsies. And she reached out and she was like, hey, can I shoot my shot? And we were like, she sent it. And we were like, oh, yes, yes, you can. And then she took our little stupid critiques. Um, I say stupid because I definitely sent her some ideas with little squiggly lines that were interesting. <laughs> um, if, if only and... the squiggly lines had made the cut. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, <laughs> They're just, they're so awesome. And this is, I think she told us this is one of her first mm-hmm. commission we're, things out of, out of school. Like, that's amazing. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, we're her first clients, as she put it. And if you're, whenever this does get dropped on the YouTube version, you'll see like our new logo is on the bottom corner. It's so prominent. You can just see it's like right there. And of course, it, it, whenever everyone goes to their podcast platforms, you kind of see the new logo there as well. Uh, we kind of just had, a, you know, work on the difference between our profile picture for the socials and for the podcast side of Twitter, uh, the podcast side of things for the, you know, the actual distri- distribution of the episodes and stuff. But yeah, honestly, Amanda killed it. It's absolutely amazing. It's just the fact that like the microphone, it's got the warning flags. It's, that was like the only thing she said was the, was the microphone. And then she added everything else after that, the way the search cast, like the lettering, basically dang near matches like the steam series jerseys is absolutely phenomenal just like i said that big was Zach's one request one request <laughs> yes but uh no it was absolutely just amazing she did a great job and big shout out to jules killed it on the hype video for us too because she's like what's the thing you guys are doing and, you know you know don't really want to give it away but i'm like send her the logo anyway and she's like oh that's amazing anything i can do and i'm like you can make us a video for it and of course that dropped we literally the video was awesome uh thanks to jules for that i thought you were going to start getting into the gifs which we literally just got which are holy moly yeah 
<laughs> yeah, the, the 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 gifts are amazing. Yeah, Amanda did an amazing job with those too. But just overall, it's the whole process tomato. has been amazing. The whole process <laughs> has been amazing. Um, just with everything that we were able to get. So, like I said, big thank you to Amanda for doing that for us. Just coming out of nowhere, shooting her shot, it worked. Got some amazing logos. But we also have to though, we have to give a big shout out to Alan who made our first logos for us back. Oh man, I think it was like February of like 2021. So the fact that like that was our main that was before episode one for you dropped too. So yeah, basically yeah. So <laughs> it and that was after waiting for a couple months for someone else to make a logo. So Alan Yo, just came oh my out of god, nowhere. I remember you telling me about that whole fiasco. Sheesh. Yeah, and Alan <laughs> did that in a week. So big big thank you to Alan for getting our first logo done. It was absolutely amazing. You know. It's a good to remember the roots where we started. Mm-hmm. Amazing first logo. So it's definitely going to be one we're definitely going to, you know, maybe do some throwbacks stuff for in the future. But yeah, this new one, and absolutely excited for it. So big thank you to like so, Amanda and Joel. Thank it's you. so great. It's so great. It broke Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even give me we so, dro- the fact. We drop our fact. we drop our new logo, and all of a sudden Twitter's like, nah, fam. Too many people are looking at this. You're exceeding rate limits. Come on, guys. <laughs> For the fact that Elon decided to do that on NHL on like first day of free agency was the absolute worst. It was just oh even today, God. even today, it took me 12 hours between like almost 10 in the morning until almost like 9:30 tonight, where I couldn't tweet on my main account, but every other account that I have. For the podcast and for Field Pass, work totally fine. My main account, nothing. It's the like the thing. Cool. The thing Great for me end. is my Twitter started to work for me towards the end of last night, so it was around maybe like nine, ten, maybe yeah. even eight, where it was okay for me. And then I wake up, of course, at the ungodly hour of four thirty in the morning, and That's, my Twitter decides not to work. I do it for work every week. I don't Bailey. know That's how you nothing. do it. I I woke up and started texting <laughs> you guys this morning, and Zach's like, "What the fuck are you doing up?" <laughs> I you woke up before you guys woke up for work and things at four thirty. I was I was not oh, no. work. Like, I was just chilling. Oh, I, no, I was up at I, that I time playing some I, Jackbox games. <laughs> I hadn't gone to bed. <laughs> Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. I, I, I need an invite to these Jackbox nights. That sounds so fun, honestly. Um, <laughs> well, when you come visit, we'll do it for sure. Um, we, yeah, uh, I picked it. At first, I was like, wow, I picked a really crappy day to move because obviously I was just getting, I'd like keep stopping to not only wipe all the sweat off me, but also um, to check to see who the heck got traded or went signed somewhere. Thankfully, Bailey was nonstop sending us stuff all day long. Yeah, um, basically, yeah, because I couldn't do anything else. Like even like between like the three of us and Mike Maniscalco on Twitter, I had to guess what thread was what because nothing because all I kept getting was like I just saw the tweet and that was it. Like anything before yeah, I, or after it, I couldn't see it. So I'm like I literally had to guess what thread it was going to between the four I, of us. Like, I think I was the <laughs> less. I was the least frustrated because I wasn't on it that much because I was moving. Because I would get on, everyone would be like, Twitter's breaking. And I'm like, See, I was trying I not I to see scroll. all the updates, but I wasn't really tweeting, so it didn't bother me. <laughs> I was trying not to scroll through my timeline so much as I was just like checking my notifications because I put 
all of the NHL insiders notifications on for me. So that's how I was kind of keeping updated with it. And that helped a bit. And I think that helped Twitter not Twitter Twitter. It is basically Twitter at this point. Um, uh, <laughs> not I'm, quit I'm, out on I'm, I'm quitting on the Twitter. Yeah. That, but that, that was, that's yeah. what kind of helped what me day. with it. If I never have to see some of these NHL insiders names ever again, I will be the happiest person in the world. Having to look at their names. Yeah, no did, offense, did, you guys. <laughs> no offense, guys. I know you're good at your jobs, but I think I've seen your names too much in a few days. Yeah. I don't know. It's been well, yeah. Before we get into all that craziness, this is gonna be a really jam-packed first episode of season season three. I think even more so than what we did for our premiere for season two. So I don't think it was that insane. Mm-mm. Even for us, I have no. I have no reference point. So, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we did, we I think we just talked about the draft, and that was it. So I think it was just the way it kind of just shook out. We didn't have so much to talk about for this. We got the draft. We got some re. We got some guys who re-signed with the team, and then we got guys who we brought who we got through free agency. We did lose some players due to free agency, and there's some trade rumors apparently going on with the Hurricanes, and that it's kind of okay. Also not okay, and then in Cat's mind, it's not okay at all. But we'll get to that. Nope, we'll 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 stay there. I'm I'm drinking my cheer wine for now, and then when we hit that, switching over the tequila. Fantastic choice. (laughs) Um, The cheer wine's a fantastic choice. Tequila, yeah, take it or leave it. But uh, so we have in a margarita. It's fine by me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. margarita. If it's a a margarita, we're good. Then I'm fine with it. Yeah, because you you got to have a good marg. so, so before we actually get into the draft, we needed we needed to discuss one <laughs> thing real quick. So here's everything we're gonna go over, and also <laughs> one more thing. Just one quick thing, because there's only slow well, build, slow build. Yeah, it's, it's a slow build. <laughs> uh, well, for the fact that the Angel Warts happened Wednesday night, which was hmm. cringy to say the least. I don't know why the Angel oh. decides to be cringy as always. But Those happened. Right? right yeah I, yeah of all well, the recent news i forgot we didn't go over that because i was like oh yeah well, well there we're... are no hurricanes <laughs> that got uh no yeah for any no, I, no I, players I, no players from the second best team in the league were so on it for any awards so you would think the coach that coached apparently a team of mediocre players would get a a, an award for that. For well, he won it like last year. Best. They won. He won it last year. They want to give it to him again. I think Mike Foreman said it perfectly. It's funny how the fact that no Hurricanes on the second best team in the NHL didn't get like was it was a finalist at least, but and even the coach wasn't a finalist. So it's like okay, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah, it's no. Like he won it last year. He can't win it twice. Don't talk to me. Don't look at Bergeron. Don't talk to me about not winning a trophy twice. <laughs> Oh, oh, you mean the you, you mean the, you mean how they're going to name the Selkie after Bergeron now for his sixth Selkie? I think it's like what six in a row now or something, or five in a row. He's on he's like on an insane run of Selkies. Just, oh yeah, just oh and, 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 oh, oh, I know why I know why I black I I blacked out and didn't think about the awards because once again <laughs> we awarded a defense award for someone that scores a shit ton of goals. I'm sorry. How do you say that? I'm like not nothing against EK Carlson. That's fantastic. He what he did was fantastic. You can't look at me and said, "Man, that dude scored hundred something, whatever," and then be like, 
Wow. Isn't he so good at defense? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He was the first defenseman in a very long time to hit 100 points. But, yeah, like you look at his J-Fresh card, it's like zero. What does that have to do with defense? (laughs) What does it have to do? Here's the bad part, though. He is an he is not applicable on the PK because he doesn't play PK. His even his even strength defense is at zero percent. His offense is a hundred percent because it's all he did was score goals. But also, cool, of, he scored all those goals. Did that help his team get to playoffs? No, no, because they kept getting beat because other teams would outscore them. You know why? Because he couldn't play defense so, and other he, things. But so. so so big shout out to Corey Laviolette for posting all the guys who received votes at the Angel Awards. So Rod Brindamore finished <laughs> six in the Adams. He had five seconds and seven third place votes, but he still finished six. Uh oh, Slavin. This is brutal. 17th in the Norris voting. He had one vote. Four. Was- he- Why? Because he doesn't score goals because apparently that's how you play defense now for the lady for the lady bing though he did finish fourth for the lady bing okay because he's a gentleman at least some people know it let's talk about defense 18 18 (laughs) first place votes and still got fourth place uh brent burns brent burns was tell was 10th 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 he he was tenth in the Norris, two seconds, two thirds, three fourths, and eight fifth place votes. He was tart with the ten place or tenth place votes. Good, but awesome. I want to I want to point out. I do want to point out. This was Burns' first first as a Hurricane. Killed it. Burns already Burns already gets act, but he already gets act. They talk about him nonstop, but they talked about him before he was a Hurricane. He's going to get recognition because he wasn't, he hasn't been a hurricane. Like he's going to get more recognition because of how good he is. And also he wasn't a hurricane. So he's, he's going to he, get more recognition in that than Slavin is. Well, um, he's, he's, he's also, well, he's also a former Norris winner as well. So, so uh, goals. Uh, Martin Nook actually finished tied for 34th in the Selkie votes with one fifth place vote. So there's that. Good for uh, you, Marty Man. Uh, was he in for the Selkie? I thought he was in for another award, the one no, that um, Martin, no, Martin Nick, won. No, Martin was for the Sel uh, for the Selkie. What did Latang win? The was it the Matt? No, whatever the award is for what having a comeback in the face of. I thought that's it? what I thought that's, no, that's what the Marty Bill Master. Was in for. That's the Master. I thought that's- I thought that's what Marty was in for because there, as soon as Latang had his his uh, comeback from the seizure, everyone was like, "Well, good luck, Marty." Uh, yeah, the tweet doesn't say about well, unless there's a subtweet I'm missing. Nope, I don't see I don't see anything for Marty about that. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, Aho was also also was Aho was also for the Selkie. He finished 28th. He had one fourth and two fifth place votes, and then Jordan Stahl. Fourth place in the Selkie nomination. One, yes, first Hurricanes. Him, sorry, two Hurricanes. Martin nominated for 2023 Masterson Trophy. Okay, I I thought so. I couldn't remember for who grit was and perseverance. I I just 
I didn't I didn't mean to hone in it. I just remember that he got nominated for that. We because that I think that was the first thing we on any of them were talked about and nominated for. But then then Latang's thing happened and everyone was like, he yeah, good luck, Martin. Yeah. Win, and now it's a shoe in. Yeah. Uh Jordan Stahl, fourth in the Selkie, one fifth or one fifth, one first place vote, 36 seconds, 15 thirds, 23 fourths, and 23 fifth place votes. And so, one other vote accidentally for his brother instead of for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk, go, go back to the Norse real quick. Here's Jacob Slavin's stats, which is Jay Fresh's stats actually make a lot more sense than every other analytics ones we've seen because some analytic ones are absolutely terrible. Uh, this was Slavin's. His projected war was 99%. Even strength offense, 87. Even strength defense, 95. Power play, okay, it's not applicable because he's not on the power play. His penalty killing, 100% on the PK. You mean a defense not having to be on the power play where it's all about scoring in the other end? <laughs> what are you talking about, Zach? Uh, yeah, his finishing was 22%. His goals for uh, goals per 60, 37%, whatever. Um, his penalties, 97%. Competitions, 68%. 82% for teammate. I don't understand. The teammate stat, whatever, I guess. But, yeah, for the fact that even offense, even strength, even strength defense, and PK was all – was 87, 96, and 100%. His penalties was 97% because he rarely takes penalties. His projected war is 99%. That really tells you how good of a guy he is. But, yeah, it doesn't win the Norris. <laughs> like, sure, bud, that makes sense. My expectations, expectations with the Norris voting hit the floor at this point. Like, I, 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 I don't just, get it. I agree. I saw someone say it, and I think we've said it before, and I agree with it. If the Norris, fine. Keep the Norris as it is, whatever. Just don't say it's for defense. Say it's for an offensive defenseman. That's fine. No one's going to no one's we, disagree with you on that. We, but we, then you need a defensive defenseman award. And if you want, let's go a third. Let's give you an overall or like overall all around defenseman award. Guys yeah, like McCarr and Heiskanen could be that. Yeah, that, so that's ha- their type of award. Yeah, Slavin so would go for defensive defenseman and Carlson would go for the Norris. Whatever. Or, or, or leave the Norris as an all around defense and then have like an offensive. No, it's already they've already perverted it, Zach. You gotta let it go. It is an offensive defenseman award at this point. All right, yeah, then name it the Nicholas Lundstrom Award for Defensive Defenseman and go from there. Um, that was really tell it, Batman. I've got some, I've got some changes. HL, I don't want to tell him what to do. Oh, gosh. All right, so we did have the draft, um, Thursday. Well, Wednesday, well, it's Wednesday night. Oh, sorry, the awards were Tuesday, the draft was Wednesday and Thursday. This week has been insane. I forget what day is what at this point. I forgot, (laughs) I forgot the awards were like before and all whatever a lot of people are because if you have you both listened to the latest canes cast with um mike and shane like they both i have about. not gotten around to it yet they that both they, they both they well well shane absolutely ripped into the arizona coyotes oh you told me <laughs> <laughs> he was making fun of their plum suits that they wore to the draft it was just it that was, was the cringiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I, I, I get the, I get the why. I get why 
why it's, it happened. It's just it was something that did not need to happen. They're a joke. Get them to Utah. Get them out of Arizona at this point. <laughs> let the Yotes, you guys let the Yotes live their life. All right. They already have so many struggles. They are not the cringiest thing that is there. The cringiest no, no, thing. No, no, no. I'm saying they like the, the uniformity. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. Hey, listen, they don't have much more to keep them together right now. Okay, Bills, (laughs) let them do their thing. All right. We're picking on the Yotes as the low-hanging fruit. They're not the – like, let them be – their admin, their social media team is actually hilarious. Yeah, their their admin team is great. They're doing their best, guys. They're doing their best. But basically because the fact that they're – basically Mike and Trip – or Mike and Trip. Mike and Shane, gosh, my brain is not working today. They were basically talking about like how. At this... least you said Mike. <laughs> so <he> was... <laughs> there's nothing more for him to rip into you with. <laughs> Me, Bailey, don't you even start with hey, that. Hey, the... we're, we we've got something in the works. Hopefully, calm down. <laughs> um, basically, they're saying. I like most... that he didn't respond to you, but he liked Zach's comment. I know. <laughs> Mike gets it. Speaking Mike up, speaking it. up, we 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 joke about Mike because we would always love to have Mike back on here. We'll also have. Little spoiler: Some fun new guests coming on, hopefully soon. Um, so that is something to look forward to. This oh, as well. yeah, there's a little yeah. teaser for you. Yeah, the, what's actually going on behind the scenes is going to be very nice. I'm really excited. That's a little spicy. But uh, so basically, what Mike and Shane talk about the fact that this draft was boring. There was not a lot of trades, like nothing big, no like big splashes that we used to see. It was a lot of just a few shocker. Things. But Dard went first. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I love that there, Beth is like on the edge of her seat. She's like, I don't know if Kyle's gonna mess this up. What's gonna go on? What's happening? Oh, you mean you mean Kyle from Chicago? Yeah, you know. <laughs> that was awesome. I love that those guys stopped to inter- like asked him to interview, and he was like, No. And then he walked away and rethought it and was like, No, I'm gonna do it. And then he went up there, and those guys had no idea who he was. Yeah, love but- it. Yeah, like most of it was just a couple, like couple, like it was mainly picks that were traded. I know the Hurricanes did. They gave up, I think it was like what seventy one, and they and they got ninety two and a hundred. I think. Yeah, it was it was one of those ones where it wasn't like a huge, like like I think it was like ninety four and a hundred. Ninety four and a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, so it was one of those ones where like there wasn't a whole lot of trades. It was mainly picks, but. and this is the great part, though. So we did ask – I asked Kane's prospects before the draft, like, who do you think the Kings might take at 30? And it was still Matt Soma at the time. He's no longer as Kane's prospects because now he's actually with his new gig. Um, but they predicted one, – one of the guys they predicted that the Hurricanes might take at 30 was actually picked at 30. Bradley Nadeau was picked at number 30 for the Hurricanes. He – 113 points in 54 games last season with the Penticton V's of the British Columbia Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, that is... He was a league MVP. He was a playoff MVP. Um, It's an impressive pick. A, a very it's impressive pick by the Canes. 100%. Great shot. Great, like the, like he, he says he basically models his game after Mitch Marner. But he wants Seth Jarvis wheels. If you can, if you get a guy who that can play, man, play, play like Marner and scale like the voice, <laughs> I didn't expect. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I think that I love that he's like, I want to be like Seth Jarvis. And then he spoke and I was like, I think you've outgrown Seth Jarvis already. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid is like 18 years, like, sir. <laughs> What? He he is a really I what I really really liked about him the most though was the confidence that he kind of held because uh, I've yeah. got Walt's uh, article pulled up where he kind of did a little intro with him too. One of the biggest things he said not only was that I take a lot of pride in my shot I think it's one of my good attributes was he he knows how good he is I'm a hardworking offensive forward and a creative player which. You think about what the Canes have been lacking the last few years. Mm-hmm. That is exactly the kind of talent and grit and confidence that we need to add to our forward line in the coming years, which I I, I really, I, I will gush about this pick all day, every day. I love this pick. Yeah, I know. And like I said, an absolutely great pick by this. Like, for the, like I said, what – Plays like Marner wants to scale like Jarvis. If you get those, if you get that nice combination together, where this guy just scores, like per, like gets set like sets up plays for other guys to score too, and gets wheels like that, this guy might be really good for the Hurricanes in the, like mm-hmm. two, three, four seasons down the road. Like I said, 113 points in 54 games with Penticton last season is absolutely insane. British Columbia hockey. I think it's very slept upon because we, everyone knows about the CHL. But I think like the leagues, like the BCHL, I would even say the S, the, the uh, Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, the SJHL, another great league that I think also gets slept. Like absolutely, P, I think people need to start looking past the main three and look at all the provinces because there's a lot of really good talent that people are kind of missing out on. I think Shane loved this pick. He's like Western Canadian kid. Because this guy can play, and here and here's the thing from Kane's prospects, which is is a, obviously a great job by those guys as always. Navy registered at least one point in 49 of 54 games last season. Mm-hmm. He also had a streak of 11 straight multi-point games. That right. should really tell you how insane this kid is. Well, let's just talk about this too. When we talk about his time in the BCHL, his shot, something that his self-assessment. Kind of, he he in his self assessment said, "This is something mm-hmm. I'm very very proud of." He had 45 goals during the regular season, 17 during the postseason, both of which were league bests. Yeah. That's not an easy feat. <laughs> no, what even, what, and even the athletic Scott Wheeler even talked about the fact that Nadu and the Canes are match made in heaven. Also believes that Nadu has top of the line talent if developed patiently and properly, which. Let's be honest. Which is, like Kane, which is what the Canes do. Mm-hmm. That's what the Canes do. Yeah. I love that he also is like his brother's got an inv- invite to the Training development camp. camp. Yep. I feel like he kind of uh, advocated for him a little bit there. So I like that. Oh, absolutely. Um, but I'm sorry. Miss me with the, I did see some people's takes where they're like, this is a really poor draft class. There's like, there's just not a lot of, they like list the guys. It's like size and weight. And I'm like, these guys um, can easily put on the weight. Look at how Jarvis, look at Svets. Like that's what they're supposed to do as they go and get like professional development. They start going to the weight room and all this stuff. Like Bedard, we're like, looking at their talking right about Bedard. Bedard's not even like, yeah, he's got his muscular arms, but he's not that big. He's not that tall. I'm and glad he's only, from our guy. He's only 20 pounds more. That's like probably his biceps. That's it. Like, I'm so, let I'm, them so grow. I'm so, I'm so let glad this, you said this. Man, 
Let this man train with Rod, okay? They can. He will whip them into shape. He will get them stronger. I don't understand. We're like, wow, that 160-pound kid, he's not going to turn out in the NHL. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. First of all, look at Seth Jarvis. But look at Seth Jarvis from last year to this year. Big difference. But, like, <laughs> this kid's, like, 18. Let him grow, man. Let the Sorry. man cook. <laughs> the, the, I'm glad you said that because Mike even brought it up too because you were talking about because the fact that a lot of teams now are they're looking past the oh si- like about size and all this other stuff where it's like like Mike said this perfectly. I'd rather take the five nine skilled guy over someone who's six three where whose skills isn't where the five nine guy is. Like the side because the all about the league right now is because everyone talked about it in the draft. It's all about no one talks about, oh, well, this guy doesn't have wheels or his skating isn't that great. Almost every guy that's getting drafted now, especially in this draft, everyone can skate. This league can skate. This is a skating because league it's now. In the- going away, it's going away from goon hockey. It's going away from goon hockey. That's it's why all about, it's about, all about speed last season right where now. you had you had the analyst being on there talking about the Arizona or talking about the Ducks and the and the uh, who are they playing? Was it Arizona? They were playing someone, and one guy just started being a goon to Zegris, and he was like, good, that's what that kid deserves. He needs to be wrapped up old-fashioned hockey. And it's like, no, oh, people yeah. want to see guys like Zegris go and do all the fancy skating and the and the nice shot and the interest. Like, that's what people want to see. They don't want to see, the like, the goon hockey. Give me Zegris over Gudis any day. Also, yeah. also, I'm sorry. I Give me... Give me Seth Jarvis over Jesse Puljujarvi any day. I don't. Yeah. I'll take the little guy. I'll take the little guy if he does more impact than the guy that's gigantic. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of guys you can see that have played really well that aren't you know above like Sidney Crosby's five eleven. Like he's not. Let that the big. short kings cook, man. Let the short kings cook. Yeah, like honestly, at this point, <laughs> I rather have- are still good. Mm-hmm. I, I'd Patrick rather I, in his prime. Yeah, I'd rather have the guys who have skill more than oh, let's get a guy who's like the only the only position where size should actually matter is goaltending because you need a guy who goal, most goalies are going to be six two six three or more now. Like you do, you do need some bigger goalies. Absolutely. But a lot of I see even defense like defense is kind of where there too, but it's not as much. But yeah, for the people who are, are talking about oh, like the like. The Hurricanes should go for size. You can get size, but if you're in the draft, you want to look for guys who can score. And the Hurricanes got a lot of forwards. They got a lot of forwards in this draft and a couple goalies too. Nope, um, just just one goalie. Two, yeah, two, two. Sorry. Yeah. So, but only one uh, D-man, which was really really interesting to me. But we'll get that. We have we have we have enough defense. Yeah. Um. Okay. So real quick. So, um. So the Canes did trade. It was seventy-one that they traded for ninety-four and a hundred to San Jose. Yep. So, yeah, because I saw that from I just saw Walt's tweet on because I have a lot of stuff safe from the draft. I've got I've got the marks. stuff pulled up. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm just here yeah, for the good times. <laughs> so, uh, the first pick on on day two at the sixty-second overall pick of the draft, uh, Felix Unger Sorum, um, right here. Five eleven, one seventy. Yeah, so he played in Sweden last year with uh, Lexans, L-E-K-S-A-N-D-S. I'm sorry, name. Swedish league. Gonna, yep. Yeah, Swedish league. He's <laughs> a, 
We are going to butcher the names. Disclaimer right now. <laughs> uh, Kane Stapper actually came up, uh, came up really huge for this one. He's the so Felix Ungerstorm is actually the first Norwegian born player drafted by the Hurricanes Whalers since 1990 when they got Espen. I want to say Knudsen. It's K N U T S E N. Knudsen. I want to say Knudsen. I think the K is silent. So I'm going to go with Knudsen. Um, but yeah, so Felix Unger is actually the first Norwegian born player that the Canes got, but he played in Sweden last year. Um, the fact that and Shane brought this up too a lot, the fact that Nadu and Felix are both right-handed shots. Mm-hmm. The Hurricanes don't have a lot of right-handed shot forwards. You're so again, seeing that kind of dwindle in the league, not mm-hmm. just with the Hurricanes, but in the league as well too, which is very interesting. It very, it very is. But honestly, though, it very is. Honestly, another <laughs> great pick. I'm not upset by that. You know, I'm really curious. I'm really curious as how this guy's going to play. The um, one big thing, because I, I do have Walt's article on just like the little pieces of every player from Wednesday perfect. Um, pulled Love up it. on me. Uh, the big thing that stands out to me with his analysis is um, he can put players on his back hip and spin off them to find the open man. On top of that, he is a competitive player. That signed me up. As soon as I read competitive players, sign me the frick up. I yeah, I no, think 100%. that he will can't, he will fit can't in. Teach compete. Nope. Not at all. You gotta have a guy that wants it. Yep. Now, okay, now you, now you want to talk about a guy who's got compete? How about the guy at ninety four that the Hurricanes picked? And this is the first of a lot of Chicago Steel players that the mm-hmm. Hurricanes got at ninety four. Jaden Perron from the Chicago, the USHL, seventy two points. In 61 games last season for the Chicago Steel. The Chicago Steel are, are basically like they are always an elite squad in the USHL. They are always a constant problem. Mm-hmm. And that is a team that, like, if you want to find good prospects, this is almost the team to pick them from. The Phantoms from Youngstown are also in their good one, too. Um, but the Chicago Steel are always up there. They are always up there in terms of looking for guys to get for your drafts. The fact that 72 points in 61 games is absolutely insane. He's also a. He's actually one of like what three or four guys. They're all they're they're with the Hurricanes. They're going to be playing at the University of North Dakota. Yeah, like a pick from last year is already going to North Dakota, mm-hmm. and we got like two more guys that are going to go to North Dakota to play with them. But yeah, I know something. I, something to so to point out. This kid. Is from the same hometown as one Mr. Seth Jarvis. Okay. Winnipeg born center. Um, uh, analysis by York. Uh, playmaking with high end skill. That's the first thing that jumps out at me, especially looking at his statistics. I mean, 61 games played with his 72 points. Uh, split that up 24 goals, 48 assists. Automatically, that screams playmaker to me. And one point one eight points per game. And this, and I got this one. I think this is a great. So Cam Robinson on Twitter. The the at is hockey underscore Robinson. The the, the great cards he did were these cards he did were absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, kids, not even the eighteen yet. The shades. So this is his player comparison for this kid. Jonathan Marcheseau. That's the comparison that Jane Perron has. Wow. It's Marcheseau. 
Ankle breaker, great vision, tactician. He's a, yeah, right wing, shoots right, 5'8", 157. His player grades, five skating, six shooting, six and a half passing, seven and a half puck handling, six and a half hockey sense, and four physical. But honestly, though, like, I, and, I think that's a, a great pickup. And for... like you had mentioned, too, uh, he played with um, one Jackson Blake uh, with mm-hmm. the steel while where they were coached by Mr. Brock Shahan. Um, so, so many connections, man. I'm so telling you. So many connections. Yeah. Um, so this is a kid, I think, who's going to have – he's going to have a really easy time fitting into the system. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And the fact that he's the fact that he's got former teammates that he's gonna be playing with in North Dakota too. And like I said, they got at least like three or four guys that Builds are gonna chemistry. Be... Heck yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have all, all those Canes pro- all those Canes prospects together in North Dakota. And North Dakota is a pretty good hockey program too. I know it's not the Fighting Sioux. I do miss that logo. Is very clean. But now I think like the Fighting Hawks or something like that. But even then, though, you get a bunch of Canes prospects in one school. That program is going to be pretty good, honestly. So definitely have to keep an eye out for um, them. So another pick, the Hurricanes. This was uh, for 100. This one is uh, Alexander Rykov, the left-handed forward from Russia. He played with uh, Tractor, and I'm not going to pronounce this last name because that is ab- – I don't even know how to even pronounce this. It's absolutely insane. But um, – he played with the K. He's he played in the KHL this past season. He is one of four Yo, Russians that the Hurricanes. We, co- we collect we collect Russians like Infinity Stones. Like, <laughs> and, and, and and that and that's the thing I heard about too is the fact that a lot of teams balked on the Russian guys because everything that's going on with the war and the Hurricanes are like I don't care. I don't want. I, don't, I, don't, I was like I don't think you heard me correctly. I don't want some of your Russian players. I want all of your Russian players. <laughs> That's basically what it was. And I'm paraphrasing the Ron Swanson quote, but you get my point. No, we get give it. A, give us all your Russian players. So to like we were just talking about bigger players and how we think that maybe they're not exactly shoe-ins in our minds, that they can be kind of built. This guy is pretty big, um, or at least bigger for – um, for like a default coming into the system, uh, six foot, 176 pounds. Nope, not big enough. He doesn't weigh enough, Bailey. How dare you? <laughs> so, but like when when you're thinking of guys coming in from the draft, um, I I'd say that's impressive in my book. Something else to kind of keep in mind too is this kid missed the draft last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they really, really looked at this, the Cane, they being the Canes, as a really big, um, like high moment for them because they were finally able to get this kid after yeah. that, or him kind of being on the radar for a little bit. For the fact that the Hurricanes are like this, this scouting staff is just absolutely phenomenal. Like everyone, everyone loved the Canes draft, and I think the Canes have basically everyone's been loving their drafts for the last like two or three seasons. It's like, it's always constantly good picks by the hurricanes. And here's a good thing too. So this is from Walt Ruff. Um, so Rykov actually describes himself as a two way winger. He actually has two more years of his remaining deal with tractor in the KHL. And then he's going to try and make his way over to North America. So don't expect him here on the North American side for another couple seasons. But I mean, even still playing in the KHL, 
is still a, a huge deal because it's a really good league over there. Mm-hmm. So he's he's going to get some development over there. But the fact, give him two more years over in Russia, bring him back over here. So you're talking what the twenty. 24. So, like, you're talking the 25, 26 season, he'll be over here in North America. Okay. Cool. And not only this, something I will mention too, it doesn't look like he had a super busy season last season, only coming in at 11 points total, four goals, seven assists in right. 20 games played. But he is looked at as one of the highest scoring players of all time in the VHL. Well, yeah, well, which, is, which is like which is like their second tier over there in Russia, which is still pretty good. Something or, else to that I'm kind of seeing in this analysis too, which is why I mentioned his size, mm-hmm. is it looks like he is somebody who is not afraid to throw a body, um, which we don't see in our system all that much. No, we really don't. So I mean. I think it's a good pick. You know, like I said, one of four Russians. Five. Sorry, I got that wrong. Five. One okay, five. five Russians. Still, though, I mean, can't be upset with that. I, so, they, these are these are also reasons why people talk about when we talk about trades and stuff. They'd be like, "Wow, it'd be really nice to get like so and so in a first round pick." I don't really care where the where the Canes get like fall in the draft order because they kind of never miss. No matter where they are, like I mean, of course, everyone would be excited if they were up there with Connor Bedard. But that also means you probably didn't do so. Well I think it's before. a lot more. So rewarding. I would much rather be successful and then use the spot in the draft that I have than you know. I think it's a lot more rewarding so when you look at those lower down picks because you you look at a lot of later picks in the draft for us who have turned into really, really good assets for our team. Ajo, oh. Slavin. Slavin was in the fourth round. Everyone thought Ajo was a stretch pick in the second round for the Canes, and he's probably been one of the best picks we've taken. Brett Pesci but, was low, too. Like, Oh, here's my question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Interrupt. sorry. <laughs> Not that it's different than any time I've done it before. Uh, but... <laughs> So I saw a thing where it talked about every team's uh, their best draft pick. Do we think Eric Saul is our best draft pick? I would say yes, but that's going to change really soon. I think because Ajo's Ajo's playing at a really great level. That's where I'm going to say he, yes. He's he's well. he, he's only going to get better. I would even say if I would even say Slavin almost too, because the fact that he's been consistent ever since he came into the league, he's always been that defenseman for the Hurricanes. He's probably gonna be one of the greatest defensemen of all time, in my opinion, for the Hurricanes. And we're not talking single season point records and all this other stuff. We're talking like legit, just shut down best defensive defenseman. I think Slavin will be up there at some point too. Uh, Andre Svechnikov could get there too at one point. I think we're gonna have so many guys. That could you, could take that spot. Yeah, Eric Stahl did have that hundred point season in their Stanley Cup season, but I think we're gonna have so many other guys who probably will make a case to be that guy as the best draft pick ever for the Hurricanes. I'm looking something up really quickly. Hold on two seconds. <laughs> um, I I agree with you guys. I was just curious because I saw that. I'm actually trying to find where I saw that before because I wanted to see. I think it was Sports Center. Yeah, so it's interesting because a lot of them are still with the teams. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so like they are their like franchise players. So for example, Washington, Oven Chicken. You've got mm-hmm. Toronto, Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot. Boston is uh, Bergeron, of course. Chicago, Patrick Kane. Connor McDavid for Edmonton. There, a lot of them are like for at like for at like they're just players that are going to stay with that team forever. So it was just kind of or until they retire. So it was just interesting. And I saw that we had Eric Saul, and I was like, I don't know if I agree with that anymore. I so I think as as it stands right now, when you're looking at player records within the franchise. Looking at players that were drafted by the Canes, I think right now Eric Stahl takes the cake in my brain. But I don't think it's for long because a lot of the stats that I'm seeing, if Sebastian Ajo hasn't already overtaken them, he's only three or four places away. And that kid's still got a hell of a long career in front of him with us. Yes, yeah, so, so like I said, it's going to be Ajo. You can, you can make a case for Ajo and Slavin. Maybe even Svechikov could make a case for it. So Eric is right now the best draft pick for the Hurricanes, but there's like three guys at least that you can name off the top of your head yep. that can make a case to say, no, it's me. So Absolutely. Um, so back to the draft. Uh, 126 are Hurricanes, another Russian. Uh, Stanislav Yaravoy. Yep, right-handed forward. <laughs> Uh, 45 games last year with the Vityaz, Vityaz, KHL team. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, nine goals, seven assists overall in those 45 games. Um, he looks to be, from what I'm seeing, um, a very he, – he has a scoring ability – I see him potentially being more of a production point in that neutral zone, make helping make entries, creating uh, chances for um, his teammates. Um, high end skill, high end compete, high end motor. That's what I'm seeing here on the analysis. Um, according to the analysis, he looks a lot like a lot of the players that we already have on in the system. Um, it, they call it prototypical Carolina forward. Yeah. So a guy who maybe could make a, you know, make some noise in the minors, but it all depends on how everything else shakes up. So it's just one of those draft picks where it's like, you're going for best available at the time that fits the system. Um, so now we're up to our only defenseman in the, in the draft at 139 is Charles Alexis. Legault. Thank you. Um, from uh, Quinnipiac, uh, who actually yep. won, he won the championship with Skylar Brendamore in the spring, and I was also say, that looks a little familiar to some of us Kaniacs. Yeah, because we actually have their goalie, um, Yanif Petrus, who's also with the Hurricanes too, because uh, just signed him to a two-year deal. Uh, thank you, Kansas Prospects, for bringing that little point up too. Um, but this kid, six three two fourteen. That's a big boy on defense. On that, oh, I've got two oh nine on my on my thing. That's Walt. Still... Walt yeah, Walt. Walt Ruff tweeted this out six three two fourteen. But yeah, well, you said something different in your article. I'm calling shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans? Oh, what? Uh, 
Uh, but but, anyway, no, something. Um, yeah, he does have a uh, connection with the Canes playing with uh, Skylar Brindamore um, and now fellow Canes prospect uh, Yannick Peretz. Um, he from York, he plays the defensive style that we want to play, which you don't normally see from college kids. He's able to get up into the offensive zone, flush down the wall, seal off the D zone and play a fast defensive game. He's a strong player and we're looking forward to watch him grow. Yeah. Um, Offensive D man. Sound familiar? Sounds very familiar. (laughs) Moving moving right along. We got our goalie. Um, One of two. Where? One of two. Yeah, yeah, one of two. Sorry, I thought you said one of two. I'm like, what? Oh, no. Uh, 156. <laughs> uh, Ruslan Kajinov. Thank you. Uh, posing a 923 save percentage while playing 23 games last year for, oh boy. Celia uh, Banks. Thank you. Bailey's just knocking out the names. <laughs> at least that's how I'm uh, looking at it as. Um, a it record of 8-8-7 eight, eight, and seven with a .923 save percentage in 23 games played. Um, Russian-born, uh, la, 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 incredibly powerful and balanced. Um, the coaches were just really impressed with, the, um, with how he looked. Well, um, we, well, we needed a I will say we needed a goalie because Zach Slavchenko isn't with the organization anymore. So yeah. Talk about it later, I, Zach. I will say when we're <laughs> looking at or uh, Walt posted an interesting uh, tweet when doing his article too um, from Byron Bader, uh, Carolina Hurricanes get goalie Ruslan Kaziev, um, the best model numbers goalie of the 2023 draft. You want to know who else had goalie wise had the best model numbers of his draft? Who, Bailey? One Mr. Piotr Kochetkov. I am so surprised. <laughs> so something, uh, something just about Russian goalies. Russian goalies in the hurricane. Yes, I'm telling you, but it's it, it's really, really cool to see um that our draft team was able to kind of pick him out like that and get him in a position that we were able to get him. There was a, there was um, a lot of, there was a lot of guys in this draft and like all this draft isn't deep. Now this draft was pretty deep because there's a lot of guys who could have went earlier than they did that fell into some laps of a lot of teams. Like there was guys, the there was guys that the hurricanes picked that should have been picked like 20 picks before them. And they somehow still dropped to their position. So Miss me with the this is not a deep draft. This is probably one of the deepest drafts they've had. Like some people are even saying that this is almost a comparison to the Eric Stahl draft of how deep this draft was. I would believe it. Yeah. So to get Uh, this guy, uh, 158 overall, uh, round five is that good on them. I, I like this pick a lot. Yeah. So the next pick, this was, um, this is 163, I believe. Mm-hmm. And this was for um, Timur uh, Mukhanov. Uh, yep. Um, another Russian. Another Russian. <laughs> funny, funny part about this kid is him and the 2022 pick of Gleb Trixov, they were actually teammates in Omsk over there in the KHL. So wow. got a couple um, a couple other guys that former teammates are now be part of the system. So, yeah. So, um, Something that kind of stands out with me, uh, to me with him, 
this kid's small. Like not not just like weight wise, but he is a five eight uh, forward, which is a little interesting when you think about it. When I think of small players, though, um, that have played with Carolina before, somebody I think about who had a lot of skill, Nathan Gerby. Yeah. Um, he was a guy that a lot of people underestimated uh, first off in the league, and he proved to be very very skilled with the puck. Um, he was a wrecking ball too. Uh, SMAHT scouting. Um, I don't know if you want to, if that's pronounced any differently, but had him ranked as the 25th best available player in the draft. Kid went at 163. Not bad. Not bad at all. So, yeah, smart, offensive, but small pickup. Um, and a lot of people think he slipped in that draft due in the draft due to his size, which I think is a massive oversight. Uh, from all the other 31 teams. Hey, you know what? Nothing wrong with that. Great pickup for the Canes. Uh, Next one came up at pick 190 of the sixth round. This one is our uh, our other Chicago Steel, also going to North Dakota, Michael Emerson. He will join uh, Jackson Blake and Jane Perron, who have also played with Brock Sheehan, who's going to be at North Dakota. So, like I said, that's our second Chicago Steel, and three guys have all played together for Brock. They're all going to be now there up in uh, North Dakota. Kid got injured last year, which take, took him out of last year's draft. So, to be able to uh, come in as a re-entry and uh, get drafted this year, mm-hmm. not only getting drafted, but getting drafted to a system that already had you already have a ton of connections with is insane. Um, this is another one of those uh, – neutral zone entry type players um he's got a lot of speed to him which is something we're not unfamiliar with in the system um york quotes him as uh one of the best players in the ushl at that so um, (laughs) to get him to begin at 190 in the in the six he was listed at 91 on chris peter's final draft rankings And, and what did i just say guys dropped Guys who are still good dropped a lot of picks, and the Kings still got them. Yep. And you know what? Let's let's round it out with pick number two hundred and twenty. I would like to quote something really, really quickly though before we move on to our last pick. While okay. we're talking about forwards, a guy like I said, York quoted him as one of the best players in the USHL. Tell me how pick one ninety went sixty games played, thirty goals, thirty four assists. That that's that's incredibly impressive to me. Diamond um, in the rough pick, yeah. man. I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, going with our last pick, which was a goalie. Yep, pick two twenty-two in the seventh round is Igor Velmak Vel Velmakin. Sorry, twenty-year-old uh, goalie. Actually, he is uh, Russia. Yep, Dynamo Minsk next season. So he is signed up to play uh, with Dynamo next season. In the KHL, twenty-year-old guy, but yeah, that's our—that was our last pick of the draft at two hundred and twenty-two. Yep, uh, he is one of uh, four goalies or Russian goalies in the system. Uh, Twenty years old in the draft, so on the older side of most draft picks nowadays. Yeah. Um, not there's nothing stats wise uh, besides his save percentage that really stands out to me. 
Uh, mm. 20 in 21 games played, uh, six, 10, and five on the season. Oh, um, yeah. which this, this is, this is like one of those type of picks where you're kind of getting this is where you want to try to get those like long shot goalies very late in the draft who might turn into something. If there's anybody who can turn a goalie around, it is the Carolina Hurricanes. We've seen it happen. But that uh, 0.915 save percentage really is really, really nice, at least in my eyes. Um, like I if said, you're, a if, old, you're, if you're above 910, I think you're pretty solid at goaltending. Yeah. So uh, being 20 years old, getting picked up in the draft is a little interesting to kind of look at. But I think uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see with the chemistry that he'll have with the other Russian born players in the system, how that kind of turns out, especially at a uh, 222 overall pick. Right. Well, I'm going to say he's going to be with Dynamo next season. So he's going to be in the KHL. We got some other guys who are still going to be over there too. It just all really depends. You're maybe looking at another year or two before he's even over here as well. Yep. Um, so real quick. Um, so this is from Ryan Henkel. Uh, Penticton's DM and head coach confirmed that Bradley Navy's brother, Josh has received an invitation to camp. Um, oh, geez. Josh can also play 110 oh. points last season. Whoa. Wow. Josh, him. Josh and Bradley last season with the V's combined for over 200 points. 113 and 110. Talk about a brotherly dream team. 223 points in one season for a pair of brothers. And the fact that they're going to be together at the Canes camp. Honestly, the Hurricanes, you can't tell me the Hurricanes are not going to pick it. Like, they're not going to keep this kid around. Like, that is bonkers. Yeah. To just just get a kid, no problem, go right into development camp. And the fact that they both scored that many points, absolutely insane. So that wraps up the draft. Before we get into anything else in terms of free sign phases, free agency. Like we're we're going to have to bust through this. I don't want to get to a two-hour long episode. It's good. It's good. <laughs> we said it's going to be a couple hours. but uh, So before we do all that fun stuff, Bailey, please tell us about our amazing sponsors at Prebox Hockey. So, like, I, I assume you guys have, we're at season three. We've done how many episodes now? If you guys haven't heard about Primo X Hockey by now, that's a little disappointing. Shame on you. But Primo X Hockey, they've been around with us since uh, ground zero of the podcast. A uh, huge shout out to them. They've been awesome. Um, head over onto PrimoXHockey.com uh, to check out some of their uh, stock online. Um, if you're not interested in going online, which I'll tell you some of the perks about going online to buy some of their stuff here in a sec, but they are a uh, local hockey shop in Raleigh, uh, home of your Carolina Hurricanes, located off of uh, Diggs Drive uh, in downtown. Uh, go ahead and hit them up down there if you'd like. They ha- do have a skate sharpening um, machine down there, so that's one of the perks for five bucks, by the way. Uh, skate sharpening for five bucks, but they've got a ton of stock down uh, in their warehouse down there. But if you're not interested in traveling all the way to downtown Raleigh, I know some it can be out of the way for some of you guys. I know it certainly is for me. Um, head on over to their website. They've got uh, anything from sticks, so- or it's tape, socks, grips, uh, skate covers, wheels, um, for anything from ice hockey to roller hockey. 
to uh, just regular merch as well because they've got uh, t-shirts, hoodies, and stuff like that as well as awesome koozies and flags. Um, cool thing about ordering online, if you use code SURGECAST at checkout, you get your Sebastian Ajo discount at 20% off of your order. Um, so like I said, head on over to primoxhockey.com, use code SURGECAST at checkout. Great group of guys over at PrimoX. We really, really appreciate all of their support. They've been awesome to us over the past few seasons. Um, so yeah, go check them out. Yeah. And welcome back. If you're like me and you don't know a lot about the draft, <laughs> and you've kind of gotten a little glaze over your eyes and you're like, wow, those are really cool things, but I don't know anything about it. Let me sum it up for you. The Canes did another good job at the draft this year. We didn't have super high picks, but we made them count. Look forward to it in the future. Now let's talk about the guys that we have right now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, sorry, I have oh, to go ahead. I'm, I'm still here. I just let my co-host run that segment because I'm not a draft girl. I, I, I'm excited for them in the future. But listen, we all have our strengths on here. Mine is Rance. Zach's is leading us and mispronouncing names wrong. And <laughs> Bailey's is stats and all the drafts and young players and all this stuff and everything in between. So hopefully I'll have more on their kind of play from there. But anyway, first thing to kind of start talking about, uh, (laughs) I think is the most important signing that's happened over the past few days, honestly, Uh, one in our captain. Yes. So Jordan Stahl, four years at 2.9 million AAV. Honestly, that's what a great, what a great Great it's a contract. steal. It's more money than I thought we'd give him, and it's a longer term than I thought he wanted. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm not really upset about it. I mean, this is from Walt Roth. This is a quote from Jordan. It's where I wanted to be. I feel like we've got some unfinished business. Everything about it is what I've wanted to finish yes, off, off finish my off my career with. I mean, it, it makes yes. sense. He he wanted to be here a while. He's good through the 26, 27 season. 34 I years think- old. So there's been a lot of uh, backlash that I've seen personally on bringing Jordan Stahl back for that long. And that's um, a lot of people have a little bit of an issue with Aho not getting the C here in the next few years. Um, I personally don't have a problem with this as I think it gives Jordan Stahl a little bit more time to kind of help shape Aho into a proper leader. I think Ajo is really good in that assistant captain role solely for the grit and the emotion that he shows during games. And I think that's something that Stahl may not have as much of. Um, and I think he he does show that emotion. He does have that grit. But he's a very he, – he takes on a very – much very much of a leadership type role he's your calm collective leader he is and i think that's why about it last show yeah Yeah. i think they complement each other really really well and i think that's gonna be a little bit of a learning point for aho kind of being shaped into that captaincy role um that a lot of people want to see him in yeah one of the things that mike and shane brought up a lot on canes on the last episode of canes cast is the fact that Basically, they're like Jordan Stahl is like the perfect guy you want in the locker room where distractions or turbulent players will not shake this team. Like, and everyone's talked about for the last few seasons of how calm, cool, and collect this team is, or the fact that the leadership that Jordan has is so his tangibles are so much more past 
the score sheet. And they yep. said this all throughout the podcast. Jordan Stahl brings more than just scoring goals, putting up assists, all this other stuff. It's the fact that when they've talked to other players on opposing teams, they say, you bring up Jordan Stahl, they hate playing against him. Face-offs, de- defense. Mm-hmm. The fact that that third line with Martin Stahl and Foss, the last two, like, absolutely sh- literally utilizes out it last as year. a weapon. Like he yeah. utilizes that line as a people shape weapon. People shape their shift time to solely plot players on the ice when Jordan Stahl is not there. I yeah. think that New Jersey, New Jersey succeeded against us a little bit in playoffs when they could get Hughes away from Jordan Stahl. Yeah. They could when they could not do it when we were at home. They couldn't do a thing because they he was matched against him. Well, Jordan, and, and, even though that kid is fast, even though he's skilled. Jordan has such a shutdown presence. And and I know we're going to, like what Bailey was saying, Jordan doesn't, like, he's not the big emotional leader. Like, he's not the big fiery presence that you have with Ajo. And so a little bit during the You'll press see conference, him standing was, up like, for his why isn't, why isn't he show Why isn't he showing emotion? Why isn't he not upset that we lost? But this is the same guy that when you're in a game and you're down three to zero – you'll go into the locker room at intermission and he'll be like, we got it. I'm not upset about that. Like he's probably that same composed, not phase present saying we're going to get right back into this game. It's a dual sided thing. You can't, I, I will, t- again, I said it before. I will take that captain and let the rest and let that captain control and be calm and composed and get the team through the hard time and have the assistant captains be the life force and be the motive. Like, Let's go, guys, to back up what he's saying. He might not be the guy that's in your ear yelling, Mr. Sechnikov, but he's the guy saying, like, you get a good shift. He goes, pats you on the back and says, good job. We've got to keep going and get another one. Yeah. It's – I I, don't I personally the, really enjoy this. Yeah. I, enjoy I, this I, I, love, I love it. I mean, Jordan Stahl's been here for so long. He's he's legitimately the captain. Like, I know everyone wants Ajo to be the captain. For me, I would even Those... say I would say Slavin. I would I would I would tap Slavin's the next captain, in my opinion. But I mean Aho would be a good one too. But Jordan Stahl is more than just his contract. He is now I think he's grossly underpaid for what his his tangibles are outside he's of such scoring. a steal for the defense he plays, for the type exactly. of player. He, he does is. he does he's so not much gonna be more. your offense. That's we all know he's not gonna be the big goal scorer. He makes up for it in so many other ways. He, he and is the shutdown your... and the defense, Face all offs. of that. It's His, it's such him. a he, he gives so much more. And I know it's the same people that are upset wanting Aho. I I I will bet. The same people that are upset that Aho doesn't have the seat yet are also the people thinking Fyodor should be the starting goalie. The mm. youth is a good thing, but you need your leadership and older guys on there that have had the experience to guide them into those positions. Don't throw them in there and yeah. let them burn out because they don't have a chance to learn from the guys in front of them. Right, exactly. So it's it's just one of those things where you kind of just need to pump the brakes and just let's see what happens. Okay, moving on. Uh so, not a lot of guys got qualifying offers. Um, Joseph Pulley-Yarvi didn't get qualified. Uh, Dominic Bach didn't get um, We wish off- him the best of luck. Double hip surgery to Pulley-Yarvi. Yep. That's- uh, and Stilo Matheos <laughs> didn't get um, a qualifying offer as well. The only guy that wow, got man. one 
is Dylan Coglin is the only one that got qualified. A little bit surprising to me. I don't know how you guys. Feel. I, I, I'm. I he's think a good, he's a good backup. He's, he's I think he's seven. a good backup. He had he had good games there at the end when he was playing with us. That was a player that just didn't have a lot of time to adjust and have time to get into it with us because he kind of got in that role, but then he got taken out and was kind of like a nonstop. I was going to ask, has he taken that offer yet? Has he resigned? It's not officially official, but he has got qualified for it. Um, he hasn't taken it yet, though. He hasn't taken it yet, but I mean, the okay. team offered to him. But the thing, he's so a good seven. The one thing. I, the one thing I think kind of, that kind of holds him back to is, uh, like you were kind of saying, Kat, is he had potential to kind of fit into that slot, and then it was kind of filled, and he was kind of pushed pushed out as a backup. Yeah, I think like, you you look at that, and I I can see him saying thank you, but no thank you solely for the playing time aspect of things because we we're just kind of unsure. At least I'm unsure as to how much he's going to get with uh, the amount of deep power that we are uh, have brought in, if not are looking at in a potential trade with Eric Carlson. Yeah. He's a a good seventh D man. Is the fact that we thought he, he, we thought he played for now at the prospect camp. Mm, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Even even preseason preseason two, it was, it's just one of those things where you thought he was going to play well. Calvin, they signed Calvin DeHaan. DeHaan does his thing for a little while. I'll, I'll then, say then Cogs, go, when he ghost. played more, when Cogs played more at the end, he was never going to be a, a power play quarterback. He wasn't going to be that. So Ghost obviously took that role. When Cogs got to play more at the end, though, he did well. Yeah, he did he well. Played. So yeah. I would I wouldn't be upset with him being an with being another extra if the guy wants to go on. I think he's just that kind of defender though that he is always going to be a little bit lower or an extra. Like I don't know if he's going to be like Ghost where he can find more out there. Yeah, he's definitely your he's definitely your seventh demon unless you're a team like Arizona or someone who's really desperate for a body. But I see I see him as a seventh demon right now. And that's just how it is. So we'll see how it works out. But yeah, he did get the loan qualifying offer from the Canes. Yep. Did Cox this, did Cox come from Vegas or from San Jose? He came Vegas. with one of them. He was with the Max so Pacioretty trade. <laughs> that future that, that future. I was gonna say, what was our return for that officially? <laughs> Nothing. Because we're still there. we're still winning in that deal. If we keep Cogs, we're technically still winning in that deal. <laughs> Uh, Vegas has Vegas has not asked for their future consideration to be figured out yet. Actually, no, I take this back. I will say this full. Uh, this is me being so humble. Vegas won that because they won the whole thing. So this next thing, I was really excited for this one, for the fact that we were hoping he'd come back. The deal, the deal is phenomenal. Two years, two point four million per. Jasper Faust is staying Mr. in Carolina. Himself led the team with six goals in the playoffs last season. People Talk thought he wasn't going to be back. People thought he wasn't going to be back, and he was like, "Not so fast." 
Ah, you see what you did. That was funny. Keep going with your stats. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, jeez. Um, honestly, though, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic re-sign. I'm so glad Quickie stayed. The fact you can get that whole third line back together and <laughs> Boston death taxes. Foss and Stahl back on the same line together. What is this? This is going to be like, what, year three? Year I think it's like year three with those two back together. Yeah. You'd love to see. I mean, like I said, the guy who was, who was insane. Breaking down the clutch. most shut down line. Or one of the most shut down lines in the NHL, I will say. I think that's I, – I love it. Yeah. I love this. Honestly, great AAV, two more years. You'd love to see it. Not upset about it. So uh, just another great resign by the Hurricanes. Now another weird. another steal. We got another steal of a deal coming in. Well, I, I know I know I know last episode Cal was talking about how she was nervous when we didn't have goalies last season or what two seasons ago. We almost went into free agency not knowing what's gonna happen with the I goalies. will say one of them we couldn't get a deal done before free agency officially started, and that made me nervous as all hell. Anyway. Actually, actually, both of them because we both were signed on free on free agency mm-hmm. day. But the first one that was broke, thanks to Darren Drager, Anti Ranta, one year at one. Father and a half Finn years. is back, y'all. For one not, year, but the fact love of him. how a fact of how good he was too. Oh, you love to see it. One and a half mil for Father Finn. Not not upset about this not one. mad at all. The fact I, that he went from two before, mil to one and a half. Before, Not upset. Listen, that his deal, Foss deal, and I'll say it even Stall's deal, they're all so friendly. They're such oh. I'll take those deals. You know what's they're I was so about, friendly. I was talking to my dad oh. to, uh, earlier today. He said the four guys that we resigned and the next guy we're gonna bring up within Father Finn, Quickie, and Jordan Stahl. Last season, those four combined 14 million. This season, 10 million combined for those four guys. We got discounts on all four of them. Yeah. And they're talking about this next guy. Freddie Anderson is back. Two two year deal, 3.4 million. He took he took a cut. He six hundred thousand. They, they, they were very open, but they were very open about it. They gave him an offer. They let him go out. He took a week, and he said, no, I'm coming back to Carolina. The thing Freddie, I, listen, I, I, I'll go back the, on what I said before. I wasn't sure Freddie wanted to be here at times. I like this news. Freddie wants to be here. Yeah. Freddie is like, I'll take it. I want to be here. We talked about it before, too. I love I, – I know people want Kuchakov to be the number one. I ride this three goalie for one more year. Do yep. it. Well, they have, they have, like they, they've asked on one Dell. He says that they do, they don't know if they're going to run with three goalies this year, but they do have a couple plans already. If they do send Pieter down to the HL, they already have some plans in place for him to get some playing time. If they do send him back to the AHL or they might run with three, it all really depends. Honestly, though, right? Like it's one more season with those three, you know, we, we know that, unfortunately, we know how the history, the the staying healthy is kind of tough for the guys that we did bring back. So that at some point we might see Piotr knock on wood, it doesn't happen. But 
there is a history. So I want I wouldn't say don't count out Piotr coming back for at least some games this season. I love both of the pickups. It's absolutely fantastic. Great to have you know our, our goalie tandem back for the third season in a row. You'd love to see it. So before we jump into the full free agency period, because we did talk about our re-signs, Bailey, who did the Hurricanes unfortunately see guys actually leave the team to their new squads? Um, yeah, so there were a few different ones that we kind of saw um, during uh, free agency kind of say goodbye, which was a little uh, disheartening. Some of them weren't really a surprise, though. Um, first and biggest one that kind of got me, um, or at least not got me, but uh, first one that I saw, Max Pacioretty, um mm. to the Washington Capitals on what, $2 million deal? Yeah, um, $2 million. Which we Which, we we, we kind of guessed one and a half two million. That's what I would have liked to see the Canes re-sign him for to see if there was anything left in the tank potentially with our team. Um, didn't happen. Best of luck to you, Patches. Uh, I mean, it, it, makes, the few goals. it makes sense with the other guys we're looking. It makes sense with the other guys we're looking at that was still we couldn't afford to even. Oh, absolutely. Um, next guy, big guy that stands out to me the most that I would have loved to have seen the Canes come to a deal with, uh, Ghost Bear, uh, Shane Ghost Bear signed a deal with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, wish him. Can they please best get out of the, can they get out of the freaking Metro? Stop going to teams in the Metro. Stop it. (laughs) Whatever. Get out. Stop it. Um. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm we, not. We I'm knew. not getting this. I'm not getting this debate with Cat on what division these teams are in. I, I know. I, got, I said I it, smoked. and then I reset. I said the East. Whatever. No, no. Because yeah. I've gotten smoked. I've gotten smoked for trying to correct her, and I'm not taking that chance. Again. <laughs> no. So we we knew he was going to ask for a bag. Uh, coming from uh, Arizona. Honestly, US. honestly uh, I would I would have given him four million dollars because I because I even guess to six. sign some else to a 7.5 million dollar deal which we'll, we'll get, get into in a second but you couldn't give that to ghosts i i can't anyway, honestly the, um, honestly, the, the <laughs> guy the guy they gave that bag to which we're going to talk about here soon i'm not I upset have about it thoughts about that we'll all right there. anyway back to the guys anyway. we said goodbye to guys stick on <laughs> guys stick on schedule um Another guy who, again, wasn't a surprise to me, came back after being with the team for a while. Uh, Calvin DeHaan just signed a deal with, who is it, Tampa Bay? Tampa, um, yep. So we will continue to see him uh, further down south. Um, so that, that, like I said, wasn't the most surprising thing to me in the world. Um, but now this, him, now this one, this one kind of hurt a lot. This one hurts. This one hurts my soul. Zach, you want to talk about deal. this one then? Oh, it's probably not <laughs> a big deal to other people, but it's a big deal to me. Oh, no. I'll let, no, I know Moose. So, Mo- Moose was not happy about this one. Go for it, Zach. I'm so up. Cat. No, Cat, you can do it. Go ahead. I'm Kat. so upset that Double Big Mac is gone. Uh, Big Mac signed what a two million dollar deal with the St. Louis Blues. Um, why? Why couldn't we give him that for the fourth line? Why? I. This is something I and you guys all agree with me too in saying he. I loved his performance uh, oh, when he stepped up for us in the playoffs. We talked about it all the time. 
Um, would have loved to see them come to a deal, um, but I'll be interested to see what kind of playing time he gets with St. Louis. Best of uh, he's, I think St. Louis saw what he did in the playoffs and were like, we want that guy. So <laughs> I, I After just, losing a lot of other people, they need the help they can get. Well, yeah, well, since Ryan O'Reilly is now with Nashville. Gosh, Tarasenko is gone after being the, traded. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, though, big get that bag big mac i hate st louis so much but i'm i want to see how mac does but oh get that, that bag my boy it hurts it hurts it hurts he was so such bad. A, like he played he physical good. he did whatever was asked of him. he, he, he so brought much, some spark he brought some I spark loved him for that fourth line he could he, easily get bumped up if needed mr ah. game mr game four as me and moose started to call him is no longer a hurricane and it is what it is. Um I'm very Billy, now I'm extra jealous. I'm extra jealous that Alan saw him at a bar and took a picture with him. I'm extra jealous. <laughs> uh Billy, was there Billy, was there any other big canes that left? Because I don't really think there's a whole lot of um, other ones. I think that's I don't think one, there's any one that have gotten... there's one more that you there's one that left that you told me about that you reminded us less oh matt oh yes maxim was is a toronto maple leaf seven hundred and seventy five thousand dollars to the leafs and he's an rfa after this season yep so we're all gonna pray for him as he plays for the leafs Leafs (laughs) Uh, currently in the negatives with their monopoly money well remember well they also just signed max (laughs) domi to somehow signed max domi to a three million dollar deal even though they just signed pertuzzi to five and a half and now they're officially going to be what five point three million over the cap, and they let's look. Oh no, they are. They're Where five they let point. It go. <laughs> I don't. Know. So they are current. They're projecting cap space. Matthews, they're dropping Matthews <laughs> at zero. They are negative eight million fifty six thousand four hundred fifty under the cap. It's wait, monopoly they're, 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 money, Bailey. It's monopoly wait, money. Wait, so so Max, so Max Domi's contract finally hit the books on cap friendly, and now it's a, so, it's over eight. I was mil. gonna say he's waiting, or I think every everything's pretty much all but finalized. Max Domi's currently sleeping overseas, but it sounds like he signed the contract before he left, so everything should be good to go. It just took a while to break. But so, yeah, they're start, currently sitting at just just north of eight mil it, under. Who are they going unless they trade? Unless they trade, like I'm Willie not. I, I was nothing. kidding about Math. I was kidding about Matthews, but I mean, he's got a big contract. You trade him, you you free up a lot of money. They've it's, got it's, the guy, the guys that they could trade. So. Martin, this isn't this isn't a Nylander. Toronto podcast. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Klingberg is a uh, new. They just sign. signed him. Just uh, signed him too. Yeah. Gosh, you know, whatever. Toronto, have fun with that. Yeah. Well. we're gonna miss you. Not my problem. Half, half fun. Yeah, not, my, <laughs> not, my <circus>. <laughs> not my problem. Not my problem. Not my problem. Not my circus. Whatever. Have fun with that. Yeah. Keep homeboy. your. Keep, listen, Toronto. Keep your negative cap space money, and please keep your wildfires to yourselves. Deal oh, with yeah. your problems on your own. Oh, yeah, <laughs> now moving on to everyone's love. Do, do we want to talk about the signings first, or we do? Do we want to talk about the rumors? 
Find out about the signings. That's there for sure. And hopefully the rumors are not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So while do we want to talk about uh, the guy up top or the guy on the bottom first? Blue light guy or? I, I, got, I got it. I'll talk we, we, talk okay. a, we should talk about the bottom because you guys already hinted, hinted at him earlier. Yeah. Let's just, so. Um, but we, did, we could do a transition from the leaps. I mean, either works. <laughs> I got it. It's okay. <laughs> Take a breath. Pump the brakes a little bit. It's okay. I'm just go back to eating my gummy worms. <laughs> so basically, the hurricane. Everyone's loving the Hurricanes for agency period right now. They came in firing on day one. This one Which was is a little, little bit, bit of a change from last year. A little bit I don't change. think they even expect. I don't think they even expected it because they asked them. They said we told guys that it would probably be a slow work day, and all of a sudden, bam, shit hit the sand real quick. It hit the sand. Sure, okay. Fan. <laughs> even Walt Ruff said splash. Hurricane signed Dmitry Orlov to a two-year, seven point seven five million AAV. He was regarded as the best available free agent this summer at thirty-one years old. Yeah, um, I am not upset about this. An absolutely huge get for the Canes. So he is a Stanley Cup champion with the with the Washington Capitals back in twenty eighteen. It basically solidifies one of the best balloon lines in hockey for the Hurricanes since becoming a full-time NHLer back in the 15-16 season. Only 13 defensemen have more than his 205 even strength points. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is legit. I mean, he played well for the Washington, played well last year for um, Boston. Here's another thing by Walt Ruff, too. For takeaways by defensemen over the last eight seasons, number one, Jacob Slavin with 567. Shocker, I know. Shocked. What? I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Well, no, actually, actually, I'm not that shocked. <laughs> Brent Burns is number two with 477. Brett Pesci, number five, 358 takeaways. Dmitry Orlov, he's 11th with 324. We have four guys in the top 12 on takeaways. It's beautiful. In the last eight seasons. Now, Kat, I know you're a little iffy on this. On who? On Orlov? Weren't you you a little iffy on Orlov or am I thinking of something else? Nope. Nope. There are two other, there are two others that I'm a little more iffy. I don't. Okay, we'll get there. Orlov is a little more rounded. I'm nervous about what his contract means for some of our other defensemen. Slash, remember this, this getting is, other remember, players. Remember, this is two years. It's not a long term deal. This is like we're going to extend the window a little bit it's, longer, but, but it's, it's not going to be like it's a big bag for the Hurricanes. Like that's not what we normally do. Uh, I think this is the fifth highest free agent contract that the Hurricanes have done in a while. Yep. Fifth. This is the fifth highest. Um, and this is what Don Waddell said about Orlov. We felt that Dimitri has was the best available defenseman on the free agent market. He is a versatile player with a lot of offensive upside, and this signing only strengthens our defensive group 
heading into next season, which I'm not upset. No, not at Great all. pickup. Takeaways for days. 14th, 14th in even strength points since 15-16. Not yep. upset about it. 31, 31 years old, too. Not that old. Mm-mm. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about possible line combinations with the current roster we have right now, but honestly... That though, hurts my brain. Great pickup, oh. though, for the Hurricanes. I mean, for the fact they came out splashing, everyone was shocked by this. The fact that Dimitri Orlov is our Hurricane right now for the next two seasons. At 775, love to see it. So now we get to this next pick, which, well, not next pick, but this next signing. Um, I think a lot of people were kind of like surprised with this. Um, but the Hurricanes did sign Michael Bunting to a three year, four and a half million dollar AAV. Um, Sorry, I was a little quiet. There's a car doing donuts out there. Michael Bunting, I wasn't. So Don Waddell said that he's a player with, that brings a lot of intangibles. He scores, he hits, and he's a feisty guy, which he is because he – he drew 43 penalties last season. The only guy that had more than him was Connor McDavid at 45. He's the NHL's golden child, though, so that's not surprising. Uh, <laughs> but but Michael Bunting is... I kind of think he's a little piece of shit. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. Oh, Michael Bunting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a pest. He is a pest. Every team needs a pest. I mean, the thing is, though, he scored 23 goals... I'll take Svetch. I'll 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 name Svetch as our pest. I'll take it when he gets my, back and he's doing those little grins where they get mad at him and he's like, mm, I'll take it. <laughs> here, here, here's the thing. So at 27 years old, Bunting though has scored 23 goals in each of the last two seasons, and a lot of those goals were net front presence, which the Hurricanes we can all agree. Not really a strong suit for the Hurricanes the last couple seasons. He does bring no. a little of that he is will, a, he, he will get you how many goals, goals. How many goals did Nason have, Zach? Last season? Mm-hmm. Uh, off the top of my head, I mean Teehee, I have Bailey. Hold, up, hold on. You got it. I, give <laughs> oh me two seconds. Sorry, I can't have every Ooh, number on my, at my, at my. I wasn't asking you to think off the top of your head. I was going to let you look it up. <laughs> uh, oh, where is he? Also, Nason is a pest. That's pest another one. What's Nason that? is also a pest. Yes. <laughs> Great fight, though, against um, Eric Hall in the playoffs. I'm sorry. A fight? A fight means there's two people in it. That okay. Stephen Mason had 13 goals last year. Okay. So, uh, and the thing is with Bunting, they've already talked about he will be slotted on the top line because when he played with Marner and Matthews, he played really well with them, and they're already tabbing him as our first line left winger. Cool. 
Lovely. I listen. I'm being very. I'm being very skeptical of him. I know he does really good. Uh, he is a pest, and I know there was a thing talking about all the penalties that he has. He has drawn for teams 40, because he's a pest. Yep. He, but he also takes really thoughtless penalties, and as, uh, which we are like only Kane, we are already used which, to seeing that for a team like Kane, the Canes that they get little shit called on them all the time. L- I don't let's like guys doing extra. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, we all know that Rod Brandamore is really going to make him cut that crap out because it's Rod. He's not going to let he's not going to let guys I don't do know. that. Tony didn't Tony didn't cut it out when he was here. <laughs> He's still having a little bit of trouble getting Svetch under control, too. TA's an enigma. But Svetch's stick stays on the ice. That's the main takeaway. Um, (laughs) No, the the big thing for me, too, is you already kind of mentioned this, Zach, in saying that a lot of his net front presence and the style of play that he has reminds me vaguely of when Vincent Trocek was on the team. And that's that's what I think he kind of brings to the table for the Canes is that kind of uh, that kind of that front greasy kind of play. And I I will I will fully admit the most I know about bunting, of course, is uh, because I don't watch the Leafs play a whole bunch because without watching them, I'm forced to know about everything about the Leafs because they are the NHL. Golden Child team. Talk about NHL. I, yeah. <laughs> everything I know, everything I know about him has been highlights of when he's done stupid shit. So, granted, he, my I will say my vision is a little skewed by that. I will give him a bit of the doubt. I'm not upset with the signing. I didn't see it coming. He he. Um, was, I, it's kind of his. It's it's kind of his presence along with a potential rumor that I don't like because we'll, I don't see it fitting the character of this team. It will get to that, but like I said, he has scored 23 goals in each of the last two seasons. He was one of five guys that did get 20-plus goal and 100-plus PIMS. He did get 110 last season, so he does take penalties. But I think he's got a really solid game. As long as he keeps his emotions in check, I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. I guess we'll see. But the fact that he brings a net front presence and some tenacity is something that might help this team, you know, something we actually need. So I'm, I'm, I am curious to see how that's going to work out. Um, I don't know. It, it'll be, it will be very, very interesting. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it'll be, it'll be a very interesting pick to look out for the Hurricanes. You know, like I'll say, be. I. 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 I happily eat my words. That's. All I mean. Right. I mean. You. I mean. You did Same. for for you did for Brent Burns. I did. Absolutely. Let's see. Let's see how it is for Michael Bunting. Yeah. Uh, so so real quick. Uh. So going back to Orlov real quick. So they did ask uh, Orlov about his uh, his deal with the team. Um. I needed to make a decision for me, and I wanted to play on a good team. I think I made the right decision. I'm happy to be with Carolina right now. So Dmitry Orlov is very excited to be a Hurricane. Really excited to see how that's going to be. Um, they did ask Don Waddell about the changes to the to their approach for free agency. Don said things have changed here. We used to have to chase players, overpay players, but we've now become a destination place, which yep. <laughs> we love to see. Instead of overpaying, guys saying no, begging instead. players to come to us. 
yeah, like for the fact that Brent Burns waived his no, we were on his no trade clause list. He's like, wave it. I want to go to Carolina. Now we got Demetri Earl Love. We got Michael Bunting. Even Michael Bunting says he's, he's ready to be here in Carolina because his Instagram was like already saying, ready to play in Carolina. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, everyone said at least they didn't say the Raleigh Durham area. <laughs> boy. I, don't, I, 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 honestly, I'm, I am excited for, um, for both these signings. I think they're going to be very good for the Canes. It'd be very curious to see how the rest of the roster looks. Like I said, we will talk about what we potentially might see with the roster after we got to talk about these. Do you the want to two- talk about the good one or the bad one first? <laughs> well, the lesser. Well, we'll talk. Wait. What good rumor? Wait. Look at Bailey. It's the better rumor, Bailey. Well, Bailey. The, better, the lesser of two evils. <laughs> I was I was about ready to say that. Which lesser of the two evils do you want? To, all right, I'll start. I'll start us off. We'll go with the the lesser of. I'm out of margarita. We're finally get to it. I'm out of my margarita. <laughs> do you do you want time to get more margarita, Cat? Will that will that help out? No. Okay. I'm so the first. So the first one I did tweet about this earlier today before my Twitter decided to. Uh, be a royal pain on my backside and not let me tweet anything for the next 12 hours. The Hurricanes are in talks with Eric Carlson. Yep. Been, who's, the other, who's the other big team well, in talks with him? Uh, Seattle and Pittsburgh have, yep. been, have been the other teams that have been in talks with you him. Just tra- you just signed Let's your go Seattle. deal. Come on. <laughs> Let's go Seattle. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh just signed Tristan Yari to what five years at five point two five or wherever it is. Let's it's go, a, Seattle, what? the Canes of the West. Let's do it. Um, so Pierre <laughs> LeBron said that Carolina has been talking the last all day yesterday, and they talked about the next twenty four to forty eight hours. We're kind of in day one of that forty eight period. The Hurricanes are still kicking the tires on that deal. Problem is, he's got eleven and a half million cap hit. Uh, Eric Carlson said that he did request a trade. He wants to go to a contender. My thing is, though, San Jose is going to have to eat that cap. So if they do eat half of his contract, you're looking at 5.75 per season. Carolina currently has a $2.83 million cap space left over. So so, so people have been throwing out and- names on. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Just time out. People have thrown out names that might possibly have to leave to make this deal work, which I think all four of these names are absolutely ridiculous that they've been brought up. Pesci's been brought up. Shea, Tara Vinen, or was it Drury? And then Nietzsche. It was Drury. Potentially in there. Yeah, Drury and Nietzsche have also... Nietzsche has been brought up. Stop bringing up Nietzsche. He led the yeah. team in points last year. Stop bringing his name I'll up. I'll come back at you. Stop bringing up Pesci. <laughs> Stop it. I, Stop I it. Having Cat Friendly up in front of me, I think there are... The only downside to losing, because I, I wouldn't trade Pesci for the world. Um, he wants only, to stay in Carolina. He, he wants, wants to, to stay, stay in Carolina. He, and wants, looking he really at the, wants to finish his career on this team when looking at the exit interviews when it comes down to the two defensemen on that list um and the determination to stay on the team i got less of those vibes from brady shea now the interesting thing is brady shea has a bigger cap hit 
at uh, 5.25 mil. So I think even though he had more points last season, if I remember correctly, um, I think trading away that cap hit would be a better option uh, for the Canes. I think it would be a smarter (laughs) move. I think it would be if you're taking uh, players hard into account, I think that would be the smarter option. Well, yeah, um, also trading, well, you're also trading out an, a more offensive defenseman for another offensive defenseman. Right. Like, so you're getting a little bit of that you, return. Well, you yeah, uh, defensive defenseman. I would say, I would, yeah, you're, you're looking at basically. So the, the cap, the cap, if the, like I said, if San Jose retains half and with Brady Shea's contract that he does have, you're kind of almost, it's an almost offset with a little extra there. So you're, and that you're almost take, gives San Jose a little bit more of an incentive because you you could have potentially have the opportunity to retain less of it, especially if you offload Jack Jury with them as well. Well, San Jose is probably going to be looking at a prospect. You're looking at probably an NHL-ready guy. And you're probably looking at a prospect to go with it too. So you're looking at least two guys going. It's but just, also, it's just, is, it, is it an A prospect or a B prospect that's leaving? But also, do we want a big contract like Carlson coming in potentially, and that kind of contract, that kind of contract and money affecting signing guys like? That's the big thing that hurts me, and that's, that's why, why I'm, I had such that's a what I'm huge saying. problem with the Orlov and the Bunting signings was because. These are guys who are at least signed through next year, if not another year past that. And you've got uh, Orlov, yeah, Orlov's all... two, Bunting is three. So you're you're talking at least the end of you got this season, and you got twenty four, twenty five. The end of the twenty five, twenty six season is when we see Bunting go. The thing for me is you're looking at Sebastian Ajo. You're looking at signing. Um, Slavin. Seth Jarvis, you're looking at signing uh Slavin. Um, you're looking at signing Martin Natchez, who will be an RFA and he will be asking for some bank. Uh he's um, also after... well, he's all he's also arbitration eligible that year too. For he's arbitration RFA. eligible, but he's also an RFA. No, I, I know I'm saying so, he, yeah, yeah, he is he is an RFA, he but he's the only arbitration RFA. It's, yeah. So there's unless you unless you count some of the prospects and and Seth Jarvis who are also RFAs, um, but I, I th- that's the big thing that I have with a big contract is you're looking at getting a lot of those guys resigned who are going to be asking for bigger contracts based on how they have played over the past two seasons. Um, guys who have that right to ask for their market value, which is well, going to be. That's, that's, I'm sorry. That's the thing that's making me mad is people are saying Pesci is not worth whatever he is asking for. That's not true. And a lot of people are basing it off this last season. This last season, yeah, it was a, it was a maybe more of a downer season for Pesci. All right. I will gladly say that I did notice that Shay was it stepped up. Pesci maybe took a step back to balance each other out. That he has been with Slavin and then played such consistently good hockey. Again, not a big scorer, but he covers the ice so well with everything else he does. He plays the type of hockey that the Carolina Hurricanes are known for. He's a great locker room presence. He is totally worth the money he is asking for. I do not, I do not care for 
and I've said it multiple times, I do not care for wanting to pay, pay guys that play defense, pay them this giant amount of money just because they have a season where they score a lot of goals and then they don't replicate it, maybe. But why would you pay – why are you willing to pay this guy all of this and not play pay a guy that has played consistent hockey – well, he's played defense, his actual position, well, and he's worth getting a little bit more money. Their other mm-hmm. teams will pay him that easy. But they're saying, well, he didn't play that well last year, so how can he ask for this? Natchez didn't play well for a year, and he moved, He got better. Shea didn't play super well one year. He got better. One year does not dictate how they play or what money they should earn. Yep. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. I, I guess you already got Orlov. I don't know really. You, you're trying to get Coglin to a qualifying offer. I don't know what. It wouldn't make also, any sense. Sorry. <laughs> it I mean, I've gotten on my soapbox. I've gotten on my soapbox. Also, Carlson, you talked about it earlier. Congrats on all the goals. That's fantastic. Your role says defense. I personally do not want to trade for bad defense. Slayton and I cannot think, I play think... with all of these guys to cover their ass. Mm-mm. He can't. <laughs> the thing is, too, you, you bring Carlson in on what could potentially be, uh, what, a little over five, six million dollar deal. It would be, it would be, Carlson would be five, seven, five if it's, re- if it's retained half. So five, seven, five. You bring him in on that. Where? What do you do? Fit him in on the second line. You bump uh, Pesci down. Say Shea's gone. Uh, have Pesci play with Chatty and what Orlov and Carlson play together. Orlov and Carlson. Talking, would, would, if we're t- that would that that second that second if it's if it's Orlov and Carlson that is nope. You would you would have to play if you're. I don't. How are we going? You can't, you can't have those two I'm together. Sorry. We've talked about how Ghost could easily. He was a third for us. He could easily be a, a second or even a first line for some other team because that was his work, and we that wasn't going to fit for us. How does how? Why would we be in on Carlson? Because at the moment, if we're talking about how good Carlson is and how everyone loves him and or whatever, he is he is more likely a first line, second line player for someone. Our first line, I'm sorry, that's full. It's not and our second touched. line, he doesn't fit with it. Like, it doesn't – if he has as good as you say he is, then he should be on those lines, and those lines are not really available for – I don't think they're available for us. And I don't really see them playing Orlov as a $775 million guy on the third D pair. And are we going to throw Carlson up as a – or do we? Or if we're talking to him, are we going to be like, all right, you want to come play winger for us? <laughs> I mean, it feels like that's more what he plays because I've seen some of his clips on defense and <laughs> yeah, I, not good. You yeah, you would have to play Carlson. Yeah, because even then you can't play. Where you play Carlson with? I mean, Carlson and Pesci. But maybe, you're not paying I, Orlov seven point seven five mil saying, to, play to play on the on third. The third. You're not bumping. Sl- I don't. That's what I'm I, saying. People that are no, saying you bump Slavin down. Hell no. You're going to put Carlson and Burns back together. Okay. Uh, no, San Jose did that for a while. We all saw how bad that Yeah. No. <laughs> you, can, you can't put so two offenses. So as much as you're saying us get him, where are you putting him? 
Where? You can't. You can't. You would have to. You. You. you Car. I don't know how Carson Orlov would play. I mean, Orlov is really good at takeaways. But like I said, he's 14th in points. He's 14th in the last eight, since 15, you're gonna 16. Have two, you're going to have two guys jump from the blue line, and they're and someone's going to and they're just going to be breakaways on our goalie. And then Ranta and Freddie won't stay healthy because they'll have to do one on ones all the time. Guys, I, I, I understand you want to go after Carlson, but oh man, the, the, the defense our that, our defense is already good. Get, getting 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 him will be an overkill. We haven't we haven't even talked about the other rumor that is unfortunately say. more confirmed. Pretty much, Waddell has pretty much said it's confirmed. In we principle. just have to wait for the date. And oh my gosh, why would he? Why is he coming back? So the thing for me. July 9th. He, the thing for me, bringing a guy like TA on makes absolutely zero sense because, and I will explain. And this is the conversation (laughs) that I was having with a lot of people on Twitter when we were kind of talking about it is sure, he set some records for us. Sure, he did well when he was on a first pair with Slavin. Now you're looking at a team where Slavin and Burns are starting to get into a rhythm. They're starting to kind of feel each other out and get into a system where, hey, we know what we're kind of doing with each other. We know how to kind of feel each other out when we're on the ice together. Cool. Okay. Our second line could potentially be in shambles. We don't know what that looks like yet. Let's hope it doesn't. Um, well, it's it's going to be Orlov. Orlov is going to be on that second line. Yeah, So, but we still don't know exactly what that looks like because either one we, or Jay and Pesci could be gone. Yes. So then you're looking at Jalen Chatfield, who's holding that third pair down. Good on you, Chatty. I hope we hold on to him forever. Honestly, um, you could, I would say Chatty's good enough for you but, to play him on that second line, too, if, if anything. But mm-hmm. the thing is, Chatfield holds that third pair down. He is a right-handed defenseman. Guess what T.A. is, too? A right-handed defenseman. He is paired with a guy who... Let's talk about T.A. again for a second, saying that he is uh, very offensively minded, who we call him T.A. for a reason, because he does not know how to play defense. Sorry, Tony D'Angelo. Um, I'm not sorry. I'm not, <laughs> I, I have to be somewhat respectful here. We um, easily we we easily could be like, yeah, look at this clip of Ajo. And you're like, well, that's not a problem, because Ajo will then be his teammate. He won't do that to you anymore. Why do you want I'm something sorry. that your teammate can do show that you, Let me show you another one of a Red Wing player destroying him. I have more clips to show you of other top players. And you're going to say, oh, well, they try not to match the top lines of other teams with your third pair defenseman. I'm sorry. That's exactly what other teams tried to do. Uh, the time. Ask any Philadelphia Flyers fan how they feel about Tony D'Angelo, and they tell you that they are not upset if he leaves because he literally got healthy scratch for multiple games. Tortorella doesn't like him. With his head coach. Well, I mean, we knew Torts and him were gonna. That's like literally gasoline and gasoline. But yeah, but and so he is a defensive liability. He 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 is an absolute sin on the defense. You put him on a line with Jalen Chatfield. That's likely what is bound to happen with that third pair. They, if we get him, you have two right-handed defensemen playing on the same line. One of which, I'm sorry, is not as good defensively as Jacob Slavin. Who's going to sit there and clean up out after your messes? 
with one of you guys playing on your offside. That is what gets me. Is one of so you you have those two right-handed defensemen. One of them's playing on the offside on their offside. I don't care who it is. That's going to put one or both of you at a disadvantage because you were not playing to the best of your ability. Guy is a defensive also, liability. He's going to go up and score. He's going to leave Chatfield out to dry. That means our forwards are going to have to start helping clean up the dirty work. For that's going to cost us more goals. That's going to be more mistakes. I don't like it at all. Can, can we, can um, we, can so, we as good as Chatfield is, he is not another Jacob Slavin. He's not. He also has undisciplined moments. He's also young, like and, and still he's learning. He's incredibly young. He does he's a, fantastic. He, he covered two thousand. Five hundred dollars. He covered. He covered for multiple players last year, which is great. Cogs had some letdowns. Dehan had some letdowns. Fantastic. He played really well with Ghost. You know why? Because Ghost also came back and played defense a little more. He had less mistakes. He jumped, but he jumped at the right times. He had that experience. Chatty had the skill to cover him, but Ghost also had the experience to play. Tony D'Angelo doesn't have that kind of awareness to be playing on a line with somebody who doesn't have. We got Burns. To we got Burns to replace him. Why do we need both? Burns is already he he's already better than him. He plays better defense. Burns jumps and he still sometimes gets caught. That's what Slavin is there to clean up for. Doesn't happen as much with, as with Burns though as it did with Ta. Why? 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 Also, he brings all, and it's not the locker. I I the guys in locker room. They like him. That's fine. I'm not gonna say I don't. I don't know Tony from Adam. He has his mistakes. Listen, I get a lot of people don't like him. That's fair. That's fair. You have your own preferences. All of this. Like stuff. him, don't I like him. He, I'm not looking. I at think him can, as a no. Part. I'm not looking at this. I'm not. Me and Bailey, I'm right there with you, sister. The amount of people when I said I don't want Tony D'Angelo because I do not want bad defense, and they said, "Why are you making this political?" I'm sorry. Playing your position correctly what about is political. Looking, what about looking at a guy just playing a defensive position is political? I'm sorry. I'm not going to get into the conversation very much, but I'm not going to say, yeah, the person sucks. I, I don't care if his teammates in the locker room in Carolina like him. Cool. They can like him all he wants. I don't like the way he plays. I don't like the two things about I I've said it before. I've said it on Twitter. I don't like the way he plays. I think he is a handicap more than he is help. I know you all like the scoring and you're like, we're going to score and all this stuff. That's great. He's going to score you a goal every now and then. He's also going to give up some stupid goals and make stupid penalties because he could not keep his temper in check. He didn't do it with us fully. Yeah, he had a great season with us. It's because he was slaving. Second reason I don't like him, again, he hasn't really caused any like stir in the world recently or whatever. But he brings about such toxicity in the people that support him. And I'm sorry. But like, you don't, and you can like Tony and not be toxic. It's more likely that you're toxic because that's the most people that are cheering for him coming back right now. I just, and I don't like that because our fan base is very, it's pretty good. I love interacting with Kane's fans. Every time, time, every time, yes, most of the time. (laughs) Every time, every time Tony comes in though, like again, I wasn't talking anything political about Tony. I was just talking about his, about his defensive abilities or lack thereof. And I got talked down to and told that I didn't like him because of political reasons and all of this other stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I do not want this to come back into my life. 
Wait, Twitter's about to break, of. so it won't matter. The thing <laughs> that I am just tired of is everybody coming back and saying, like, oh, well, the one season he was with us, he had all these points. He uh I credit that to Jacob Slayman. I same. I think it's Jacob because Slayman. he's paired with a guy who allows him to make those kind the kinds of defensive mistakes that he did to go and play that offensive role. I don't think he does the same thing in the role that he is yeah. likely to get with Carolina. Well, the, 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 funny th- the funny thing is, like, he set that record for the most points by defenseman of the season. Brent Burns broke it that next season. BB-8, I'm so proud. He, he, actually, he actually smashed that. it. He actually smashed it. He, sma- he smashed we literally, that record. We literally, th- that position has been squashed him like a upgrades. Bum. Like we had Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton moved on for the money. He did great, but he moved on for the money. Then we had we we're like, okay, we'll get Tony because he can also score. And I don't He's say it's a step up. He I don't cheap. I don't say it's I don't say it's a step up from Hamilton. I don't. And then so but you know who is a step up from Tony? And I'll say it. I think he's a step up from Hamilton is Brent Burns, because which one appeared in the playoffs? Uh Brent Burns. We have already stepped up and done better. You're coming at me and you're saying, well. You're getting some points here for a cheap deal with him. I don't care. That's still money going away from other players on the team for a guy that doesn't fit in. Yeah. Eh. Sorry. Me and Bailey feel very strongly about this. No, you oh don't say. I, it's just <laughs> the only reason why I'm it has so to be... wedding. <laughs> the only... So toasty. The only, reason why it has to... the only reason why it hasn't been official yet because the because the NHL is looking at it as cycling, which, to be fair, Good. to be fair, to be fair, it is kind of it's almost you can I can see why the teams are saying well it's not cap circumvention because it's he signed the deal he signed his contract with Philly, Philly's got a different GM, and all this other stuff I can see where the teams are are kind of complaining about it but also at the same time though. I can't blame the NHL because it is kind of suspect that the fact that the Hurricanes are trying to go back for the same guy they just traded away at less than a year after already, like they won him back a year later than they've already gotten rid of him for. And tentatively that one year is July 9th. So we are like oh, a oh. week away from possibly Donald Ellis said within principle, the deal is done, but they got to wait for the certain date to pass and that the, it's the it has to be one year which is next the, sunday so so the, the most likely right not, next sun next sunday it's going to be bonkers on social media because of that once that gets announced if that does get announced maybe, it's, maybe it'll be good and twitter will break <laughs> that's a good day for if i break. can't see it it didn't happen I just, like I, said, I just, I don't, under, I don't understand bringing him back. I, it, it, it's a the deal. That, it's, it's a deal that makes no, just it makes the deal. It's a deal that makes no sense to me. The one bright side is when Don Waddell was uh, asked about it. Um, it almost seemed like there could be things that happen. So say the we end up do we end up getting Eric Carlson. Uh, likely one or two of our defense goes, whatever. I don't know if that's going to happen, but he mentioned that they're, they could go on a different path. And since that deal is in principle, whatever you want to call it, it's not an official deal. So there could be like, there's a long from here to the ninth. That's a 
pretty long time. Uh, things could change between now and then for Don Waddell to kind of rescind that and be like, hey, actually, sorry, no, you're not coming back to the Canes. This deal is off. Uh, you guys can deal with him um, I, and kind of go from there. Even, even with I Paul, understand. You know, I, do, I, I understand wanting scoring. I understand. I, I'm, I get it. I, <laughs> I, this is my calming voice. I understand it. You are heard that we want scoring. Sure. Go find a forward. Please, for the love of God, do not mess with the defense on the second best defensive team in the NHL that do, does such good shutdown, takeaway defense. Do not touch the thing that is not broken. Go get and fix it up top. Please. Also, can I point out the teams that are that have really good offense and then have really sucky defense don't win the Stanley Cup that often, if at all. So please, good defense wins games. I'll take defense that score. Yes, even that take a step further. The Knights won because they were a well-rounded team. All right. Hate them or love them. They were a well-rounded team. You look at the teams that have really good forwards, some even superstars, did they win? No, because years past, they've had trash defense and trash goalies. Mm-hmm. Look you at you, Edmonton. score so much. <laughs> I wasn't going to name names. <laughs> oh, I am. Hi, Edmonton. <laughs> I, that, listen... I your bottom six is it. trash, and so is your defense. Whoa. I've, said it, I've said it before. I've said it before, and I agree with most people where they say, I trust Don and I trust Rod. Sure. I do, too. I've said it. I agree with you. I also, you cannot, as a lover of defense, cannot convince me that any of these make sense in I mean, I will see them play out, and overall, we can't affect anything. Our opinions are going into the void. But I will continue to say, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. I don't think it fits the style of this team. I just don't. Mm-mm, don't like. Mm-mm. But they're just rumors right now. Maybe they'll make another big splash on things that we didn't see coming. We didn't see Orlov coming. I don't think anyone saw Bunting coming. We didn't see Patches or Burns coming last year. So, and everything else we've been linked to that's been a rumor actually hasn't, like, turned out really the last couple of years. So, I would rather it be something coming from the dark (laughs) that nobody sees coming. Yeah, like the Canes canes extend Pesci and go from there. Yep, start there. For anything, because we need Brian Pesci to stay with this team forever. Because the poor man... He's already said he doesn't want to support another team, and I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. Um, so real quick, possible lineup. So if we're looking at possible lineups for the team, we're just going to run through this real quick. Um, like we already said, Bunting is going to be with Ajo and Jarvis. Hurricanes have already basically confirmed that for the most part. That means you're looking at probably Svechnikov, Kakaniemi, and Nietzsche's on the second line. We'll take it. I'm Man, not that'll be that'll be so nice to come back. Get yes. confidence back line. That line yeah. did so well until it couldn't do it anymore. Well, yeah, guys got hurt and 
just it got. That's, that's uh, what it, I mean. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. It got it's crazy. Do it. Not uh, the third. The third line: death taxes. Martin, Stalin, Faust. Good to go. Uh, fourth line: you're looking at probably Nason. Then probably either Jury or Ponomarev. I guess we'll see how how the Hurricanes play on that one for center. And then you're looking at Tara Vinen as your right wing on the fourth line. Honestly, that fourth line is so potent. That is a potent. I don't mind that at all. Fourth line. I so I saw and I shared today that someone shared this potential lineup, and it's very similar to what you just said. And mm. I didn't mind it at all. Um, there was one name left off that I don't know where I'd factor him in, and I also. Like, he could factor in multiple places. And honestly, I, I was so excited to see the line and tired in general that I missed that he was not in there. Um, they had Bunting, Aho, and Jarvis. Uh-huh. Fetch, KK, and Nages, The two lines staying the same. But they were this line with Tarasenko out there. So oh, I, I saw, yeah. What's I, he going to yeah. do? They put him in there thinking, ooh, if we could get Tarasenko, that would be fun. But they put him in there with Saul and Quickie. And then your fourth line had Martin Up, Drury, and Nason, which not upset about it. Mm-mm. Not upset about it at all. And nope. then defense, Slavin and Burns, Orlov and Pesci, Shea and Chatfield. Shea and Chatfield. I'm not yeah. saying I think Shea should be bumped down the third line like it they, feels they, good, they're gonna have to they're they're gonna have to bump shade they're, down because because orlov's contract says second yes. pair but again that's not a that's a really good third pairing like oh, that's, no, it's a, you don't yeah. have a lot of weakness in that here's the thing though with that with that line combo you just not the d pair but uh are you saying Tavo Taravina might get traded from the Hurricanes because he that's, wasn't mentioned? That's he wasn't. I mentioned. know that's the name. That's the name that I tiredly didn't see, and I the did get pointed out to me. Uh, no, I I was excited to see it. It wasn't. I wasn't excited to see Tavo gone. I just didn't notice he wasn't there. Um, the thing for me when you look at Tavo Taravina is this next season is going to be really really important for them this is going to be a big show it kind of season to determine hey are you gonna get a get resigned he is a ufa after next after this season he is a ufa so this is a make it or break it kind of season for table i think it's extra tricky it's extra tricky for him because he can't can't really get slotted with aho that much anymore because jarvis has solidified his spot beside aho and now you've gotten another person up there in bunting and potentially or someone else if you get someone else. So like his spot with Aho has kind of been taken away. Yep. I've even heard some people some people say third Jameson Reese and do that fourth line as well. It's not like we got an AHL team to send him down to. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like the Wolves have a team at all. Oof, yeah, no, poor, poor, poor Andrew, Andrew Rinaldi. Yeah, so honestly, I'm it, crying it, for him. Pour one out for him. It'll be very honestly the, the if the defense pair stays the the defense group doesn't get changed stays the way it is. I think Shea Chatty would be a great third D pair because you have to play Orlov in that second. Um, forward core. If the Hurricanes get Tarasenko, that'd be great. If not, I still think Martin, the third line with Martin and all of them will work out. Nason, 
Nason, Drury, slash Pondomarev, um, Tabo, I think will be a good fourth line. It'd be very potent on the offense. It'd be, be very dangerous. I, I can even see Pondomarev being like the healthy scratch, and he just rotates in with the fourth line at some point. So, yeah. yeah. Kind of like what the bald father did a little bit. Yep. Same with the bald I'm father. I'm very curious. Have we heard anything about if Stassi is going to play at all anymore? That was his big thing. Is he so Stassi is not even on cap friendly for us anymore. He, yeah, because he's a UFA. I, so he's a UFA. I'm not sure. It'd be very interesting. So one last thing I want to bring up before we wrap up this really long first episode. Let's make it to three hours for season three. No, just kidding. Don't you ever say that. <laughs> Don't you ever say that. <laughs> Absolutely it's, not. It's like, no, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. Don't, I'm going to say I'm the young in here. Come on, guys. <laughs> Don't even with me. So this one last bit of stuff, thing I want to bring up real quick is we got a schedule. Mm-hmm. The 23-24 schedule got released, and I am mm-hmm. I'm very excited because, I mean, it's just, it means we're another day closer. It's another big step into knowing what our season is going to look like. But uh, October 11th, on actually on Tara's birthday, my wife, uh, to play the Senators for the home, home and season opener. So that would be very, very interesting. Uh, we'll be going to the home opener this year like I did last year. Yep. I can't do that. I can't take. Come on, Zach. We're we're leaving for New Orleans <laughs> for our anniversary trip that that week on the fourteenth. Which, funny enough, uh, priorities, Zach. Priorities. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, funny enough, well, the, well, the the Canes are going to be they're going to be in LA against the Kings on that one on that Saturday. So we will get the um, California trip, mostly also West Coast too, because you got Seattle and uh, Colorado. Um, which well, I'll be coming back to South Carolina on the 21st. So it's leaving. We'll have a game coming back or they're going to have a game <laughs> both on the road. So that really should tell you something. But yeah. Opening with a lot of, ro- a lot of road games to start off October. You have three home games total. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't expect to see your hurricanes very much for that first month, but November though. Oh my goodness. We got a lot of home games. Holy moly. Yeah. A lot of home games, and I'm there is there is there is a back to back. It's Florida on the 10th of November, and then you got Tampa the next night on the 11th. That's actually not a bad back to back because you're already going to be in Florida. That's like taking you like you could just jump on a bus mm-hmm. and just go from Sunrise to Tampa. Like you don't even need a plane for that. I actually don't mind that one. Going back to October though. Luckily, the team is going to be home for the 26th and 27th because you get Seattle and San Jose. Yep. For a back-to-back. Uh, December, pretty, pretty solid schedule, too. I mean, you got October 2nd at home, but then you got a bunch of road games again. This is the – and this is – Mike and Shane talked about this. This is this is the this is the Canada trip because you got Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver. Four games in the span of five because you got the 4th, the 6th, the 7th, and the 9th. Against all can and they, they said, I was gonna say, is that Ottawa right after Vancouver as well? Oh yes, yeah. So you yeah. got five, you got five Canadian teams 
in a span of you're missing days. buffalo i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's basically canada but but, but the game's at home though against buffalo but uh the uh, mike and mike and shane said like they mike preferred to have the the, uh, the canada trip in october not december because it's gonna be it's gonna be cold up there in canada yep. in december yep. so you know that's gonna be brutal um then you so you actually fit so here once again the kings on december 28th play montreal at home this has got to be like a thing now where it's like carolina has to play montreal like the last week of every like physical calendar mm-hmm. year because i was there when it was like right after christmas before new year's and they played montreal at home and that's when ronta got the shutout the fact that they get to do it again, it's got to be a new thing now. Oh, like Montreal has to come to Carolina for the last week of the year. Um, yep. But they will finish the season, though. They will finish the calendar year of 2023 in Toronto on December 30th. Yep. Um, um, January, a bunch of home. We got we got three road games all in January. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Bless they, you. Thank Bless you. you. Thank you. But yeah, then you got a lot of home games for almost all of January. And a lot of like every other day once too. You got the 11th, the 13th, the 15th, and then you got the 19th and then the 21st. So a lot of games kind of all together in January. Um, then you get the All-Star Weekend, February 2nd and 3rd, and then you open it back up with a three-game homestand with Vancouver, Colorado, New Jersey, 6, Which I would 10. like to point out somebody yeah. might be planning another February trip out to North Carolina. Oh, so, so what you're saying is the fact that I've also said that I'm going to be coming up for that game too. So it sounds like the search cast is going to be all together for the Thursday, February 8th against Colorado. Because I think there's another, I, I think there's another certain individual that's going to be coming with you, Bailey. Potentially two. Uh, just depends, or actually potentially three, if I can make it work out. Um, oh, I'm you bring you bring you bring catfish. I'm potentially trying to convince catfish to come out with me because that's around the same time that road trip to Raleigh happens. So I could potentially get him to come out with me. Um, trying to get Grant out there to show him around my hometown home state whatever but one half of the mile high pundit podcast in joel james will most likely be joining me on the trip out to colorado because he he was supposed to come he was supposed to come with you for the stadium series last year he was supposed to come for the stadium series unfortunately some uh tough family stuff kind of happened for him around that time so he had to cancel the trip but he Honestly, has a flight voucher, so... That would be a perfect time to do it, because you come in that Wednesday the 7th, go to the game on the 8th, stay the 9th, come to the game on the 10th, and then dip out on on Sunday. That'd be a nice little, like, four- or five-day uh, vacation. You get two games Heck in that yeah. span. Unfortunately, I have to work that Saturday, so I am going to miss the New Jersey game, but for the fact that we might get all this together for Thursday, and then let's say just hang out Friday... Because why oh, yeah. not? It's a why Friday. Not? <laughs> why, why not? So that yeah. So most I'm kind of circling February eighth myself to be like come up super early Thursday, spend the whole day up there in Raleigh, and then spend most of Friday before I head back because I got to work that Saturday. But that would be a fun little like two day hangout with the search cast and 
some Colorado peeps. And for, just Colorado so you know, the, both of those games, I will be donning a Carolina Hurricanes jersey. I will not be bringing my Colorado jersey out to North Carolina. That is blasphemy. That will not be happening. No, we won't. Um, we won't even let you. Like as oh, your no. as, as your close <laughs> friends Kat and co-hosts, uh, because I'm likely sitting with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. It wasn't yeah, a question. No. So, <laughs> so, um, so basically me and Joel are going to be in the nosebleeds together just hanging out while Bailey's with Kat. Cause, we'll you know. see. I don't know what's going on yet. Whatever. Whatever. Um, so the twins got to stick together, Zach. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so March and February. So funny enough my so we got the islanders on march 19th and philadelphia the 21st so my birthday has no games this year but we have the 17th 19th 21st 22nd and 24th so very interesting how that worked out and then you're finishing off april with boston washington columbus fourth fifth and seventh and then you got four games on the road to finish off the year boston the ninth st louis the 12th Chicago on the 14th, and then you got at Columbus to finish off the season mm-hmm. on April 16th. Yep. So here's the fight part, too. The Hurricanes only play the Rangers three times this season, and one of them is going to be in Raleigh. Yep. Which I'm also not upset about because that is the March. So for those who don't want to go to that game, March 12th, which is a Tuesday night, I wouldn't blame you for not wanting to go to that That's game. That's a school either. night. Sell your tickets. Just make sure they don't go to Rangers fans. Oh, it's not going to matter because you know the Carrier <laughs> Ranger fans are just going to are going to take off their Hurricanes jerseys and throw on the Ranger jerseys, and we know all that's going to play out. Even even Mike's like, I'm not looking forward to that game because I hate seeing all that blue. I think yeah. even Shane said it too. Like Mike, Mike and Shane are like, we don't like that night. No, I don't See, blame you. No, you really can't I don't blame so, you, boys. Yeah, so March 12th, if you don't feel like having to get hassled by by Cary Ranger fans, don't go to that game. Or yeah. just find a way to just not let them in the arena. <laughs> it's okay. Let's go with all <laughs> Why not? I mean, they already, they already complained about us and got, not letting them get playoff tickets two seasons ago. So why not just be like, sorry, if you're in a Rangers jersey, just don't even show up. <laughs> <laughs> no Rangers jerseys allowed unless you're on the ice. <laughs> I mean, we I mean, we had the second best attendance last season, so we kind of we can just you know be like, no, you're good. Just you're fine. We we can we so, can dip out on a game. Yeah. So between the between the prospects or and the draft the or sorry between the draft pick and now the schedule being released, we have a lot of fun things coming up in the future for the Canes. Um, we've had some signings. We've had some guys go. Uh, we might have a couple more signings. Free agency has just started, so there's a bunch of fun things in the future for the Carolina Hurricanes. There's also things in store. Your cast members, as we said, we're all we're all getting together um, in February. I have moved, <laughs> so that's a <laughs> change God. for me. We have it. We have a new look with our logo, um, and we have some fun new guests coming, and maybe some old fun favorites as well. Um, so around us, we're good for this third season. We know this was a jam-packed episode, so thanks for sticking with us. We hope to help with your Fourth of July drive. This is going to be well, yeah. If you guys don't have time to listen <laughs> to this when this drops, uh, you'll likely if you're not hearing this on Monday when it drops, this is a very good way to fill your uh, July Fourth tailgating. 
Um, oh yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, because we started we started recording on Sunday, July second, and right now, as I'm saying this, it's now twelve twenty on Monday, July third. It's so, still yeah. July second for me. I'm living in the past, y'all. <laughs> Listen here, baby. We don't want to hear your crap, but yeah. I'm living in the past, and I'm starting to live behind my eyelids. We need to wrap it up. I'm so tired. <laughs> Hey, 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 you're the one that wanted to record at nine o'clock at night and still showed up after nine. So I don't even want to hear from you, Cat Hunter. But you the sheer audacity. I move and I'm at a house with 10 other people right now on a hot spot, not even Wi Fi. So you're welcome. I'm even here. So. <laughs> but yes, off thank- strong, third season. But yes, thank you to everyone who's stuck with us this long. But before we actually go, we got to do our normal housekeeping. And then speaking of that, Kat, where can people Let's find you and, and the network on the socials? <laughs> yeah, please. Okay, if you haven't already, please go check out our network, 5GSN. It's 5 in a game SN on Twitter, YouTube, it's 5GSN, the number 5, and TikTok, TikTok it's 5SN. Follow me as long as Twitter is still working, it is Kaniac Chick, and then of course, TikTok government hasn't shut that down yet, too. So you can find me there at KVT Hunter 74. You can also find me there on Instagram. Um, there's also a fun little maybe Kane's Discord that you could check in. We, yeah, if you are interested, talk with a bunch of fun Kane's fans. So if you're interested, you can DM us and we can get you there as well. Absolutely. Um, you can follow me as long as Twitter is still up and running by the time you're listening to this uh, at Bailey Curtis on Twitter. And that's Bailey with two Y's. Um, if you are um, interested, like we said, in the Discord server, um, DM one of the three of us um, or I'll, uh, there's a few other people who are having it float around on Twitter as well. Uh, definitely come and join in case Twitter decides to go kaboom. Um, if you're watching this uh, on YouTube, hi, hello. Um, I run things over on the YouTube side. Uh, be sure to hit that red subscribe button down below. Uh, leave a comment for us. What did you think? Or what grade would you give the draft? Uh, what did you think of the free agency signings and the uh, re-signings that we did? um beforehand too we'd love to hear your thoughts about it uh be sure to hit that thumbs up button as well as that bell notification icon so you never miss an episode um if you're not listening to this on youtube you're likely listening on one of the many other platforms that we put the surgecast on um so be sure to uh follow us and subscribe over there as well um be sure to check us out over on twitter and instagram at the Surgecast as well we have link trees in all of our bios on all of our social medias um where you can get links to follow us three as well as following the Surgecast on any and all other listening platforms and social media platforms um, if you are interested in some of my stuff, sorry. Um, if you're interested in some of my stuff outside of Kings Hockey as well, uh, Field Pass Hockey, we are taking a little hiatus for the month of July. Um, but if you are interested in reading some of the wonderful stuff that either myself or Zach have put up on uh, Field Pass, uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, you can follow me and my endeavors with the Colorado Eagles. I will be heading to development camp, uh, the not tomorrow, but Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, so keep an eye out over at FPH Eagles on Twitter. Yep. So you can follow me on Twitter at one true Zach. That's only true Zach. It's actually spelled out, not the actual number itself. 
Instagram side of things, Zach R. Martin 22. It's more of like the hobby type stuff. You're going to see a lot of hockey. You're going to see some lacrosse on there, and you're going to see some a lot of D&D content as well because it's just you know a fun little hobby that I like to do on the side. Um, hockey uh, for Field Pass covering the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. That's FPH Swamp Rabbits on Twitter. Um, no real news yet on the rosters and stuff like that. Um, but make sure you go check out my articles. I do have a, I do have a link on my personal bio on Twitter at one true Zach that does send you to all of my articles on there. Um, check out all the other podcasts on Phil Pass Hockey as well. Great group over there. Um, podcast wise and all those other other great articles as well. So make sure to check all that stuff out. But until I'm guessing later this week, because I know we were I know we're dropping an episode on Monday. We might do another episode later this week to kind of get back to our one to get back to our weekly show. Um, that will be for episode two of season three. But until then, thank you everyone who's listened to our season three premiere episode of, of episode one. It's crazy. Thanks for already... sticking with us for two and a half hours, y'all. That, it's not, it's not going to be that long. It's not going to be that long, hopefully. But if it is, yes, thank you very much for sticking around with us. But until later this week for season two of episode three. Of season Sir, two. Yes. Wow. <laughs> season. Th- Wait, I said episode two, season three. You said season two, episode three. What? <laughs> I don't know what's going on anyway. Anyways, good night from the Surge oh, cast or my. good morning or whenever you're listening to this, whichever it is, you've definitely spent at least maybe two hours with us at this point. So we I know that it. was a lot of information, a lot of brands, a lot of numbers. Thanks for sticking with us. As always, that's Zach. I'm, <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Daily. <laughs> and I'm Kat. <laughs> and we'll see you next time here. Woo-hoo.